warning, this show uses explicit language and adult topics. And just in case you needed the reminder, you are about to hear a comedy show, or at least an attempt at one. So without further ado and further introductions, let's get disappointing. Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio, you know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. Please enjoy today's first culture shocks. I uh, I don't know even know what the fuck to say. I had a really good time doing this interview, and now re-editing it, I'm pissed the fuck off because I, there's a sound in it, and I can't figure out what it is. I can't tell if it's when Kevin was talking, if he was moving his chair and it was hitting the the mic or something, but there is a noise throughout the episode, so I do apologize, so why not get my uh, big pissed attitude out of the way with Real Niggas, a remix for Biggie Smalls. Please the fuck enjoy. Bad boy in the house with a 9-5 piece. Big shout out to my man Mel Smith. To my man Don C. Shan in the house. What's up, Michelle Drake? What's up, boo? Sick of mama screaming that get a job, nigga. Press to the limit. Got to rob me a nigga. Simple and plain. My man scooped me in the hoopty. Whispered in his ear, this is what we got to do, G. Got to bang a nigga and bang a nigga good. So I can cop a bins and drive the fuck out the hood. Cause baby mama screaming, your daughter 12 months. Can't live life slinging rocks and smoking blunts. Hanging with the niggas don't pay the bills and being broke a dirty give a nigga the chills so what we got to do is creep and see a sweet fix Yo, you see that shit hell yeah i see that shit colombian dominican yeah whatever whoever he was he had a tougher than the lover two keys 20 g's nigga please blew his brains out because witnesses we don't leave on the road to riches and diamond rings real niggas do real things hanging with the bitches is the song i sing real niggas do real things Do 
for the nine five piece. Real niggas, alright? Yo, check it. All those seeds, tell them motherfuckers, bring me some motherfuckers, please, because I'm fucking gonna fuck that. Tell them before they go pick up 10,000 from dead, you're gonna take up like 20 G's from Tina. Tell them motherfucker to get this nigga next door, I'm out of here, nigga be slow all night, I can't sleep. And call that big butt nurse with the long hair to come suck my dick. The doctor said I need about three weeks of recovery, but the nurses is loving me, saying the best part of the day is my half, feeding me breakfast and giving me a sponge bath. Niggas say I died dead in the streets. Nigga, I'm getting high, getting head on the beach, chilling, sitting on about half a million. With all my niggas, all my guns, all my women. Next two years, I should see about a million. All for the love of drug dealer. Got no love for the other side. Fuck them tricks. Any repercussions, Junior Mafia spit clips. All the time, Big Papa kick the war rounds, raw flows, and that's how it goes. On the road to bitches and down the rings, real niggas do real things. Hanging with the bitches is the song I sing, real niggas do real things. On the road to bitches and diamond rings, real niggas do real things. Hanging with the bitches is the song I sing, real niggas do real things. Check it out, notorious B.I.G. representing D.K. to the fullest. It was Real Niggas by Biggie Smalls. Um, listen, we didn't really get into any gangster-like topics, but for some reason I'm just a little upset that there's a little background noise in the episode. But it's still a really good conversation. It's a really good person. I don't think I would have, uh, honestly, would have loved any other comic more than Kevin Rupert just because of how overly, insanely nice Kevin is. Again, I know, you know, he's not even here to receive these virtual blowjobs of compliments, but um, of all the comics in the Dayton community, he is easily the one that I would always be comfortable with having on any kind of set list. Why? Because I know he's going to be funny, and I know he's always going to be respectful and nice, and I think that's what more comics need to be in the comics community. So even if you don't like the music, fuck you! Enjoy Chi Kung by RZA, nigga. The grand ultimate supreme, no extremities, we use Tai Chi to deflect both our enemy. Five poisons from the clan, there's no remedy. We dispel the spell of wickedness in our vicinity. Bobby, the atomic Islamic bomb dropping, appear in your atmosphere like the comet. Headed to the western hemisphere, non-stopping, striking the belly of the sea to make it vomit. Things of things, it's unseen by men, in shapes and form, never been dreamed by Man, the word of God always intervene with sin from insight. My inner light beams within pinpoint focus. Move silently unnoticed when you attack. I flow back in the wind like the lotus. Put the soul in the track like my name was Otis. Pain in my heart and your chance is hopeless for you to win. A change is gonna come, you hear the soul. Change is gonna come in my vocals. They gonna play, gonna drum. You go against the grain, you will hang for your tongue, so. Love, love, thugs, thugs. This ain't your club, club. Pick up past the motherfucking drugs. 
sound wave, there's no sonic solution. No pro tools to edit or outdate my producing. Form like crystals, mushrooms after the missile. We strike it to the hip hop bone. I'm the gristle, where my thoughts be the marrow, son. I'm the narrow tube inside the gun that's released through the barrel. When the words traveling lead, spread at high speeds with the hole in your head. It filled up you with the knowledge of self. I dropped out of school, I went to the college of self, and I pertain my wealth. B-O-B-B, where y'all niggas see me I'm like Godzilla, stomping over Mount Fiji Or roll down with the wingspan Prince Rakim can't rock to the solo Walk around with my team and spit like the Galico Welcome to the Alamo Pop, 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 you know how you cowards going Strictly business while I'm in this Flip on a nigga like a gymnast Put a knot on your head, the signs of grimace Bitch, jumping out your speaker Hunting for your egg like it's Easter Though I come in peace, I would just like to say peace to Scallywag skeezers, now I don't really need ya You don't understand why I don't understand either Now shit's getting deep, you should've thought a lot deeper It's my time to get over and I got on my blinker So I write and I spit on the mic so you can feel what is truth, what is right and what's not Yo, I must kill the ideal And then like this earth And yo, I will give birth to a life that lives To keep it real or do research I've learned the schools, not even church Can instill these words of jewels So you can heal Still I search and I work real hard I need a deal and with speed Cause it hurts indeed Yo, can you feel my heart Still pumps the blood that makes me bleed On real and the parts that's best Are always real, do my thing Yo, XO Tennessee, Jack Daniel Tennessee, whiskey, got these goofy bitches acting frisky, searching for that belt like the whiskey, all up in my pants, looking for a Jim Brown ski, brakes and pawn this room, saying it's how we fuck up Helsinki, oh shit, kinetic, Bobby Stills, origin, Barracuda, Wu-Tang forever, motherfuckers, love, love, Welcome back! <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Disappointing Radio Show. I am DJ Disappointment. You're turning into the worst piece of shit in the world. And let's start our daily one-on-one, ladies and gentlemen. How has your day been? Mine was weird. Class sucked a bunch of dicks. I talked to a lot of Asian professors because that's who teaches math. It's not racist. It's just accurate at right state. Now that our formalities are out of the way, in chair one. Uh, Kevin Rupert, uh, <laughs> local comedian. And this is the show. Like I said, it just segues like a fucking asshole. I got you. And this is, you know... So as I was saying before uh, <laughs> before we were recording, on record, I think you remind me most of any comedian as either like a John Mulaney or a Jerry Seinfeld. Just a white guy that like, if you've never seen his stand-ups at the start of the stand-up, you're like, oh, this is just some white dude. But then like, as you watch it, you're like, 
this guy is a genius for like the oh. jokes. Like I always like your jokes because like they're not really quick. Mm-hmm. I like a good developed story joke. Okay. And your story jokes have trickle humor, and right. then a finale, sure. like mine. The trickle humor comes in from just funny things throughout the sentence. Maybe some things you don't even take as funny. You're just personally your writing or your performing comes out funny that way. But right. like to me, you're one of those comedians that just like. You really own the stage because you don't move a lot. And I don't know if that says something or not, but like I think that's hard to do. Because Jerry Seinfeld feels like the first white guy who really got got stand up to a degree of like everything about it. Like Carl Sagan was, or not Carl Sagan, uh, George Carlin was good. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine Carl Sagan saying, be like, there was billions and billions and billions of bitches in my backyard? <laughs> like, it's I'd, like pay to, I'd pay to see that actually. That I think I would too. It'd be good. Um, but like, I don't know. You you said you didn't really have like the same stage presence, but like, dude, every single time I've seen you, you have the same. Like, even if you're like smiling a little more, a little more energetic, you're the same dude with the same like radius, and it's just not that that's a bad thing because like that's your style. So once you solidify that style, you can really hone it and make it sharp, and that's cool. Well, thanks, dude. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's what I see to Because you've hosted a lot. I mean, do you want to talk about, like, the places you've hosted? Like, you're, I mean, you blew me away when off air because I thought you'd been doing comedy for, like, honestly, like, five years, six years. I was going to say minimally. And you were like, oh, two years. I was like, damn, I've only been in one. And you've been hosting, like, everywhere. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, sure, man. Um, yeah, I have some uh, shows that I run down near, uh, you know, Springboro, Franklin, Lebanon. Um closer to Cincinnati a little bit. And then uh, I host at Wiley's from time to time. Had my first hosting weekend a few months ago uh, up there at Wiley's. And I also How host... Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was... I uh, tried to come, but I couldn't. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I really did want to come because honestly, out of all the headliners, like, I'm not trying to be shitty, but like, out of all the... 45-year-old-looking fucking white dudes and the fucking few black headliners they get at Wiley's. You're of the ones I'm the most excited to see because you performed the night I did my first stand-up ever at the Sunday open mics. And oh, it was wow. really good. And I was wow. like, this guy's really great. And I, wanted, Thanks, I, I was like, he seems like he's got it. You know what I mean? Thanks, but then man. I talked to you off stage and you were very approachable and you were you showed me your little book and how you were just writing little things. And like, I was like, I do that. And like, even though a lot of comedians do that, that helped me feel relatable. Oh, and that I'm was good, important dude. because that makes you feel like you can connect to other comedians. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, my first hosting weekend went pretty good. Um, I felt like that. I mean, the first couple of shows weren't too well attended, um, right. unfortunately. But the uh, happens. Uh, the Saturday night show was amazing. Um, coincidentally, it was actually the same night as the uh, shooting in the Oregon district. I remember uh, that. So that was a little bit, uh, a little bit of a surreal <laughs> yeah, ex- experience. A well, well, cause see, what happened was, is I, I was, uh, you know, in the process of hosting the Saturday Late Show around. Um, we were wrapping up around probably like ten, ten thirty. How something was the Saturday like that. Late Show? It was good. It always it looks really good. good. I watched a few episodes of people I know, and like, yeah, I want to go on, but I, I have nowhere near the presence to be like, have me on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it was good. Um, like I said, uh, did I say before DJ Dangler was the uh, headliner? that weekend yeah so he was headlining um and that last show was was really great i actually because there was a larger crowd and don kind of gave me permission to, to try it out i did my uh 9-11 jokes which i uh had done for the most dude i've show. tried to write some 9-11 uh, jokes recently it's so yeah. crazy you say that it's so it's one of the hardest feats to conquer as a comedian 
Sure. But you have sure. to do it. You have to write one good joke for everything. I yeah. think as a professional comic, you should be able to make anything funny. Like Jerry yeah. Seinfeld said that. And even like, dude, this was way before Kobe Bryant's death, so please don't relate this to recent events. But like, dude, in Comedians and Cars, he was like, dude, when a person dies two minutes later a comedian's got something because that's what they're desensitized and trained to do they're trained to be funny it doesn't matter how traumatic it is to the nation we're gonna try to make you laugh because that's how people come together and get over things and not that you want to get over in the sense of forgetting get over in the sense of they're gone and you can't reverse it so you have to move on but a good way to move on healthy wise is to laugh and that's why I do comedy because I think that's just a chance to bring people together that's why I will never charge anyone to listen to this show because comedy should be free right right and um yeah no I definitely think that's the case that uh uh you know when it comes to tragic events like comedians tend to think of something funny related to it pretty soon after it happens yeah and then I think the main challenge is just uh you know when is it appropriate to deliver that's the thing. that? That's it's the, always that's fine the to make the joke. Yeah. Right. But when do you deliver it? Right. That's yeah. what's fucked up. Yeah, no one should ever be penalized for, uh, you know, thinking of the joke. No. Um, but there, I, I've there's never been upset about anybody yeah. making a joke about anything. It's just right. how soon and how pissed are people about it? Right, right. It's a fresh wound. Sure. Maybe don't just dig right into it. You know it, what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. you've seen it. Yeah. If anything... Why don't you take that joke, give it a couple weeks of maintenance, come back with something great. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just workshop it, if anything. Just maybe not out loud for a little bit. Right. So, like, when dudes post shit, like, day up, that's why I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely. But, um, but yeah, with the 9-11 material that I uh, tried on the Saturday Late Show, I just, um, you know, I figured 19 years is probably... Like enough time has elapsed where you can make. Yeah, that's totally time. fine. Yeah, it was a, it was on a Dude, show. Dude, hit me yeah. one. Do you got any ready? Like uh, yeah. Any, okay. In, so, in chamber? so my opening joke for that whole bit is, um, uh, you know, I'm gonna try some 911 jokes. So you know, brace for impact. Oh, okay. And I say <laughs> that. I say that, and then there's a lot of people that don't get that that was the first one. So that was I, the intro. Right. So I go. That's um, the toe in the water yeah. of like, hey, get ready. Hey, ha ha. Exactly. So then I go, um, you know, some of you guys didn't realize that was the first one, and I want to be historically accurate, so I'm going to wait about 20 minutes before I hit you guys with the second one. Damn, that's a great that, follow-up. <laughs> that was So the weird part about, um, we were talking about Barrel House earlier, the weird part about those jokes is that I actually ended up thinking of them the day off, or the day before I had to debut them on the uh, most offensive show that yeah. Travis had me on. Um, and I tried them out at Barrel House uh, the night prior, and they bombed their ass off. Like, really? Like, yeah, terrible response. What? And then I actually did them on the most offensive show, and they crushed. Like they they did well. And I and I I don't use that term. Why do people lightly come to things if they don't want to laugh? Um, I can't figure it out. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. That's a what do you expect a as a civilian to go to a comedy show and hear? I expect right. to hear some really fucking well, twisted shit. I think I think Barrel House is. Uh, um, they have know, a Wu Tang Wednesday, and that's pretty out there. Yeah, sure. Wu Tang Clan's all over the place. Right, uh, right, and uh, and I think that uh, Barrel House is a little more uh, socially liberal. Yeah. So they're sensitive to, um, you know, people getting offended by things, and so I, I think there's kind of a natural tendency when someone says something controversial for them to be like. Okay, maybe that's like they're not but if sure it's how to react. Funny, to it. It's funny. Yeah, it, it, it's one thing if you're like I've never understood when people like watch shows and they like fight back the laughs. Right, I literally right. go to a show and I like sit there open assed and I'm like, make me laugh. 
I'm like, yes, you can do it. Just say something that's funny. Right. Like I'm ready. Some some the some of the comics that I know, I laugh just like looking at you guys now because right. like I just right. laugh looking at Johnny going up there. You <laughs> fucking like, ugh, I can keep going, but I won't. I digress. But uh, um, I, I mean, in fairness to uh, to the people at the Barrel House, like um, they were, they also those jokes weren't fully fleshed out yet. So I think maybe their response wasn't just because of the subject matter. It was also because maybe it wasn't funny yet. You know, and then if that was the joke. Was, I'll tell you right now, it was fucking hilarious. Oh, thank, <laughs> uh, thanks, dude. I uh, is yeah, that, that the was whole joke. I feel like you could run a mile. Oh, I keep that. going. So yeah. I, so then after that, I go. Uh, you know, I think that um, never forget is a good slogan for nine eleven, but it's a better one for the Alzheimer's Foundation. That's what I say right Ooh, after that. That's a good one. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, this, so this is the See, you're throwing knives. You're like fuck well, this because uh, you don't present that face like you're gonna have these knives. That's why I'm like that's yeah. why you're a good comic. <laughs> It's Thanks, a Jerry man. Seinfeld look, because Jerry Seinfeld comes out and says some really twisted shit sometimes. <laughs> you just listen to him. Thanks, dude. I I mean, uh, like, uh, oh, sorry, my phone's going off. Oh, you're I good. I I put it on silent, but I guess it's still on vibrate. No, you're totally um, good. But, uh, but no, I, that most offensive show was um, a really uh, probably the most fun moment that I've had since I started doing comedy, because I'm generally a perfectionist, so I've really only been happy with... Um, to, and, and this is also partially because I'm still learning, and a lot of my sets have sucked ass. Um, but I'm never, I, I'm never really happy with the way that my sets go. And I would say that um, that most offensive show was probably like one of two sets that I've really been happy with since I started doing comedy, really? where I was like, yeah, that was satisfying. And so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I kept rolling with the 9/11 uh, jokes. And the the most controversial part of that bit is that the next thing that I say is that. Um, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day about 9-11, and uh, he said, can you imagine how much worse it would have been if the fourth plane would have hit its target? This is a terrible joke, man. Fourth plane? Yeah, and so I said, so I said to him, uh, I was like, you know, honestly, I don't think it would have been that much worse, because uh, first of all, the plane was already going to crash, and second of all, the fourth target was a lighthouse. And the only person who was still there was Dick Cheney. So really, how much more damage? You know? and then, See, I think that's and, funny. Yeah. Then, so so that gets a mixed response. Like I've I've told yeah, that before. Yeah, I can and, see how yeah. that would get. And so a lot of the time I have <laughs> Damn, to. That's funny as fuck. I'm uh, sorry. Oh yeah, thanks, dude. Uh, a lot of the time I have to fuck around with the crowd because you'll get like kind of a negative like kind of uh, reaction to it, and so then I I'll be it like. Depends on your affiliation, but like, who likes Dick Cheney? Right. That should right. be your fault. No, like, that's that you you get hit the nail on the head. That's what I say <laughs> right after cuz like people will have that reaction to it and I'll be like, "Come on, like who the fuck like likes Dick Cheney?" Like, "No, nobody liked Dick Cheney." Like, not yeah. even Republicans like that guy. <laughs> so, so that's normally my follow-up um for that joke and then I end, ended on, you know, it's it's okay that joke didn't land cuz those planes didn't either, am I right? And then I just kind of sweep it so off. The, that's so, a great joke. That's a hilarious like so, left and right, left and right. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh it, it's crazy, man. And um like those, those he keeps the, getting worse and I don't think I, he can and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah, I just kind of push it with that one. I That's like a Louis bit. They just end. They just keep going down, 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 going down. And then down, eventually yeah. you're just like, and then you just kind of roll, and you're like, so anyways, <laughs> birds are fake. You're right. Like, what do you mean birds are fake? <laughs> it's like birds have been planted there by the government, man. I I will say that the one um, problem with that particular bit is that you 
what I found is that it's best to do it at the end because what you end up doing is you end up creating an expectation that for the whole uh, set, yeah, that the rest of the time you're going to be saying things that are equal. That's the thing. Like I like but, setting the bar really crazy because then when you don't, it takes them weird. Because right. then they're like, "That was a sweet joke," and then they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's going to be all over the place because I'm a great comic because I'm going to try everything with you bitches." <laughs> like I think uh, it's just a weird swamp of like you have to keep swimming and at some point you're going to swim too far, but no one knows how too far is until you get there. They yeah. have to quickly backstroke. <laughs> yeah. No, sure. Ugh. Sure, definitely, just, man. It's a weird swamp comedy, but I love it. Yeah. God, I love it. What <laughs> is it? What it... Um, you know... I just like the connection you get with the crowd. That you get right. to talk for, like, 20 minutes right. and they have to listen. And you get to be like, hey, what if you... Have you ever thought about this? Probably not. You look like you're very white. And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I say that and they're like, you're white. And it's like, not in my heart. <laughs> I grew up around too many people of color to consider myself um, white anymore. It's just... Right. It's a funny little bit I like to tell because I do have, like, a lot of, like, black older brothers and people are like, what? And then I have to, like, rant, ramble about, like, the fucking you know, yeah. heritage of my fucking house. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> right. this is 20 minutes gone, guys. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, the reason why uh, people choose to do comedy is still uh, elusive like, to you, me. Why? Um, what, what was the thing that you were like, yeah, I want to be a comic because of that or this? Well, I started uh, watching um, Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle. Fuck, I love this their was, stand-ups. What's your favorite? Yeah. Oh, uh... That's a good question, man. I mean, Louis Louis Chappelle's got, new ones are really good. Really like, good, Louis yeah. Louis C.K.'s 2018 yeah. at the Apollo Theater. Yeah. Dude, that's, I quote yeah. to myself the trash bag window joke. Like, oh, that's a great joke. Once a day, yeah. where he's like, and what would it take? Yeah. And what would it take? <laughs> yeah. He talks about the rant ramble of a suicide victim. And I'm like, his, oh my God, Louis. <laughs> his, uh, his new hour um, is really good as well. I saw it at the Dayton Funny Bone. Um, when he was oh coming God, through town. I had tickets yeah. and I fucked it up and I couldn't go see him, dude. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah, he, yeah. uh, he, his new hour is amazing. Um, and, uh, it's going to be, it's not even fully done yet, you know, so it's going to be great when he finally comes out with another special. But I, yeah, I started watching, um, Louis CK and Dave Chappelle and, uh, and a lot of other comedians. And I started thinking to myself, you know, this is something at the time I was getting my master's degree, I was down in Florida and I was thinking, um, you know, w- once I finish my master's, like stand up is something I think I want to try. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just planned to do that, and then I ended up moving to New Jersey uh, before I finished my master's. I took my my last uh, couple of credit hours online, um, finished in New Jersey, went down to Florida, graduated, um, and then came back up. And pretty much that day, decided like within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do stand up. And uh, and so then I did. I went into uh, uh, Manhattan, uh, this place called West End Lounge, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, did my first set and. Uh, it went, How was your first set? You know, um, at the time I thought it went good. Now yeah. I look back on it with the experience that I have now, and I say I was eating a dick basically. Like it, it wasn't very good. But, okay. um, but you know, I did get a few laughs, which um, you know, whenever you're doing your first set, that's the main objective. Yeah, um, and which if it you should be. right, and if you accomplish that goal, I think you've you've probably done what you're supposed to do your first time out. Um, and I got one applause break, which that I, I think, you know, is, is a, a good thing to have during your first set. And then I, think I had um, one or two moments where I had to like stop talking cause they were just going really hard and I was like, all right, well, yeah. I have to not, cause I was like, you know, yeah, my sure. first one, I was like, I don't want to trample this cause that's, the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, um 
But yeah, yeah that's was, crazy. That's a yeah. good. That's a good comparison to be like. You should look back after a year and be like, how is it to now? And yeah, and relate yeah. that to how it, good is it really? Because the scale keeps growing for what is right. possible. Right. So like, oh, that's a fun thing to think about. My <laughs> first set was at Wiley's, and I was really fucking proud. Yeah, I got, a, I got a lot more laughs than I thought. So you you said that um that I was there night, uh, that night too. I'm trying to remember w- when that was because uh, I didn't have long I, hair and I did not have facial hair. And okay. I was wearing a oh my god! I was wearing this. T-shirt. You were wearing that shirt. I was wearing this Rolling Stones T-shirt. That's okay. Funny as fuck. <laughs> um, I had I think three people I knew end up coming, but they did not sit with each other because they didn't know each other. Okay. Um, so I don't know if that counts as like friend planting, but I think I got a f- more laughs than I think people thought I would get. Gotcha. Um, because gotcha. I came out like shaking. <laughs> sure. But like, sure. but like, I was like, now you may notice my shake. It's not because I'm nervous. It's because I'm trying to do a Michael J. Fox impression, but I don't think it's nailing yet. It's fun. It's funny. And you... they actually kind of took it well, and I was like, okay, because I because I was like I wasn't gonna go that weird, and then I stopped because I was like I'm not nervous. I mean, it was right. actually like a fake like. It was uh, yeah. That's an interesting. It may be a good psychological technique if you actually if you are nervous to go ahead just and start. Just do it. Shaking. Yeah, yeah, just do it more um, and exaggerate. Because I, I felt a little on my feet and I was like, all right, what if yeah. I do like a little physical comedy first? Because I was like, I, right. just felt, I was like, this is the first time I say, this, let's just be a little weird. Let's do a little something. And it's it's funny that you mentioned that too because I actually have a condition called essential tremor, which is where I get shakes sometimes, like kind of intermittently. Yeah. And that's something I've been str- uh, kind of struggling to figure out how to incorporate into my act. Like it's uh, it's not noticeable most of the time because I'm decent at controlling it right now, but it is deteriorative, so it will get worse over the years. So I'm trying. That's to, actually not a bad thing though, out, because you know, if it gets worse over the years, when you have long assets, right? Make your right. intro joke. My name is this, and I have this disease. Why am I bringing it up? Because at some point, I may shake a little for you, baby, and then we're gonna talk about it and joke a little, and then it may happen and be like, "Here I go," and then you can literally fake it, like have them on the edge, never know when it's real. So when you right. just do it, like they'll just you'll right. be a little bit of a quirky. It'll add just a little quirkiness to you. Yeah, that's you'll what be I'm, fine. That, It'll be okay. That's what I'm trying to do. A lot of the time, I uh, these days I'll have a little bit of alcohol because it actually calms your nervous system, and okay. that's something that they recommend as a treatment for essential tremor. So that's that's something that I sometimes do before sets. If I'm doing a host set, I'll make sure that I calibrate it really carefully so that I'm not like getting overly inebriated before I'm going on stage, but I'll have a little alcohol which controls it. And so now I'm kind of trying to navigate like how, when I need to do stand up without alcohol at all, you know, I want to make sure I can do that too. So I've been learning how to do that. And so that's been an interesting transition. But uh, um, I was going to ask like, so uh, do you remember what month that was your first time doing stand up? You said it was about a year ago. Yeah. So was that maybe like February of last year? Honestly, like it was cold out. Okay. I'd have to look, like I have a picture from that night and it has a timestamp. Okay, gotcha. But like I would literally have to look. So like I'm not 100%. Um, I'll have to get back to you on that one. But like, yeah, it's been like, I've only been doing it for like a year. That's cool. And a year doesn't mean like every single week I was going to open mic. A year was of me going to as many open mics as I can with work and college. As right. well as never n- not writing a joke at least once a day. Like, always oh, that's amazing. Yeah, one joke written every day, at least on your phone, at least something. Yeah. Take the time, because if you write one joke a day, that's 365 pages of material. That may suck, but at some point, because you don't delete anything, you just have it. And at some point, you'll just look at it and be like, damn, that was weird, and I don't know why I wrote that, but I, I thought of something funny now. Because right. that's what comedy right. is. It's, just, it's a ping pong. Sometimes yeah, you get that sure. ping pong immediately. Sometimes it's delayed. 
like right. different people have different style so like i don't know like i think i'm an improvist because like most of my set was improv like oh okay most of it Wait, so your first time on stage most of it was yeah improvisation? Like I, I improv most of wow. my sets because i try to think that like if you can improv your sets a little more because i really yeah. don't try to use the material i've written but I have it just in case, like in the back of my mind. I've never, I've, to this, yeah, I've had like a big blank moment. But sometimes I'll just throw them out for fun if I'm lazy. Right, right. Because I like them. Sure, sure. But like, I try to improv most of my sets. Just gotcha. based on the crap. Do you, have you developed like a type 5 yet? Like, is that something that has been like a priority kind of working on that? Like for showcases and Do stuff? Do my, f so like, I mean like a type 5 is like, I mean there's certain jokes that like, I think I could literally take my Billy joke and make it five minutes. And that's one joke. Okay. But, like, it's just such a funny fucking story. Like, it's crazy, but, like, it's all over the place. But, like, I also have a joke about, like, getting fingered as a guy. And I okay. think I can stretch that to at least, like, three minutes. And that's just one joke. So, like, I, I, I can fill. Time is not, like, a thing to me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't want to be that guy, but, like, when people are like, oh, you get five minutes, I'm like, shit. So, like, I, I'm just going to do a bunch of jokes quickly and compress them. But, honestly, for five right. minutes, I could just tell one joke and just go on. Like, gotcha. one big story and just go off. But, like, because that's what Dave Chappelle does, like, five-minute jokes. It's John Mulaney and Seinfeld, it's, like, four-minute bits, five-minute bits. Like so, so whenever you have to do a type five, you kind of just take, like, one of your five-minute bits and that is your type five. I'll just compress. Yeah, like, I honestly, like, the story, because the joke themselves are just, like, stories and just funny observations and okay. ramblings and like stuff that you can just like I don't know because like the writing is funny but like I'll read it and I'm like this is not how a joke is structured but like I get it some people are like are you autistic and it's like no I just write weird <laughs> no, I'm kidding um, it's weird to do autistic jokes because people don't know how to take them I like it because I grew up with a lot of people who were autistic okay and when you are autistic the one thing that they don't give a shit about is like social awkwardness right like it's like a fart they can't smell Okay. It's crazy. Like, gotcha. I grew up in, like, an all-white little school, and, like, this kid named Joseph, he had uh, Asperger's. Very nice, but, like, yeah. he would say something out loud, like, oh, and they'd be like, Joseph Christ. And then he would just say something else, like, Joseph, no. Like, he just couldn't sense the awkward. I gotcha. Like, he's nice, and he's not retarded, but he just doesn't get, like, social cues. Sure. But that's sure. a default of the syndrome. See, like, I can right. talk intelligently about it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I hate that I, Canadians uh, have to defend themselves for their intelligence of their fucking crap. I, <laughs> Fuck I, you, America. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I want to interact with uh, more autistic people, like, in the future, just because, like, the simplification. <laughs> and what's that? <laughs> He's like, no. The, uh, Your eyes were like, oh. That was like, day one. <laughs> oh, day one. Uh, no, uh, I like, I appreciate, like, the simplification. You know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, whenever a social situation is simplified, I always really appreciate that because I've always had a slight, maybe I'm a little autistic, I don't know. I, I've always had a difficulty in, like, when there's, like, a small group, especially, or sometimes even one-on-one, -on -one, like, I don't know when it's appropriate to talk and, like, when I, I should refrain from like interjecting and like it's kind of a, a difficult trick, thing to have one it, trick is faces read faces read faces yeah that's yeah. a that's a good cue um but i think that's part of the reason why i like public speaking uh in stand-up specifically is because you can't see their faces a lot you can't see their faces and then also that's different talking to black that's that's right and do you hear <laughs> laughter and it's like so AIDS, right? And they're like, ha ha ha. And it's like, right. you get it? <laughs> it's like one laugh. And, it's like, and then, uh, 
And then in addition, in addition to that, like it removes all ambiguity. Like you know, like this is your time to talk because you're on stage, and you don't have to worry about like you know, is it do I have to calibrate because it's not appropriate for me to talk in this moment or that moment. Um, so so yeah, I like I I just appreciate. Uh, the simplification. I thought that before, man. It, it's it's possible. I might be just because I'm not trying to be me. It's just like people are different. Yeah, people are. Yeah, and I love yeah. that. Why can't yeah. we just embrace it? Like you can't. Once they are a person, you can't change that. You're not gonna. Right. Once you cure autism, that's gonna be for future generations. That's sure. not gonna be a fix for current generations. There's no shot. They're gonna be like, what happened? It's like all of a sudden I understand fart jokes. Hello, Jonathan. And it's like, what? And, and I like they even... get slang all of a sudden. Like my thing is, if you teach slang to people who are autistic, that's a that's at least a step in the right direction. <laughs> slang classes. I, I mean, and, and I don't even know if you would want to cure autism necessarily because there may be a lot it of helps, people yeah who, and that's the other thing like, it helps modern computers and like someone's quoted this and it's 100% true that we wouldn't have computers at all without autistic people because some of the calculations and math and stuff we had to do were solved by people with autism because sure, that's what sure. they are good at like, yeah it goes to what you said earlier people are different and they bring different things to the table and, yeah. and autism is even part of that you know yeah. so, so, so yeah, like it's so. not something maybe like is bad but like yeah maybe the I think maybe we could like find a middle ground. Yeah, I, we'll get I think half, and we'll see yeah. what happens. And maybe they'll get all the smarts and like n- all the like not the same facial features. <laughs> yeah, I think the main criteria to look at would be like, does this is it, does it affect someone's quality of life negatively? Right. You know, and if it doesn't, then you know just that's how they are and if it does then maybe that's when you bring in some if at some point medication is a possibility you bring it in to help them maybe experience things in a more pleasurable way but but yeah it's a it's interesting man it is a it's a fun rabbit hole to jump down yeah why can't people just in these psychological events just go like down the (laughs) the scary subjects because they're fun to think about because like sure they're just what else we're not gonna change them in a day right but why can't us as two comics like bat through them and that's why i hate when people have to defend their jokes because like i don't think they should i don't think people should they they thought it was funny and if you didn't move on they've got other shit to say right wait if they don't they'll be like thank you i'm sorry that was all (laughs) yeah that's something there's a segment of society i think a lot of people understand that like comedy uh, uh like in a, in a general sense, it's often not meant to be taken literally, but I, I think there's still a faction of society that views it in a like through a literal lens, yeah. and those are all the, always the people that get outraged. You can't hold it to the same and, bars. It's, yeah, it's a dip, yeah, it's, it's an elusively different dragon. Right, and even if you're saying awful things, like, it's like it a ghost, it doesn't. It gets to pass through walls. It doesn't have the same laws as you. You son of a bitch. Right, right. Its laws it's, are. It doesn't get to look at you at certain times, and that's kind of it. Yeah, <laughs> and. and he, <laughs> And even if you're, uh, you know, saying something uh, that turns out to be really controversial, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with that thing. Like, it, it, within the context of your act, you could be playing a character momentarily yeah. or, like, or presenting the absurdity yeah, of the perspective. I mean, what or, people understand yeah. is that, like, what we're up there is not saying our political agenda to change the world right. or we're right. not trying to fucking cure cancer on the stage ladies and gentlemen we are there to try to make you laugh i don't know if that right. was clear enough you are at a comedy show and we are stand-up comedians <laughs> and we are telling jokes i don't know if that's enough guesses <laughs> right. right that you should be laughing i love how the backgrounds change every like once in a while to give like different lights to the fucking room i i really like these backgrounds so, yeah man, they're this is pretty very cool. colorful and they're very nice to look at they change every once in a while and and Johnny got upset because I was like, "Oh, I like that one," and he was like, 
fucking pointed out, don't do that. There's an audio show. And I was like, hey, Johnny, this is the disappointing radio show. If we didn't do it shitty, it wouldn't be disappointing. <laughs> That's a good uh, a good gimmick, too, because, like, if, uh, yeah, if it, if it actually is up, ever... It's what I meant to do. Yeah, it's part of the brand. Yeah, so that's, 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 so it's, I tried to think of an impenetrable armor, and I was there like, you go. being a fucking disappointment on purpose, because if you're the best disappointment, you're funny, but, like, you're, if you fuck up, you're like, that was on purpose, and that just helps you. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That's a funny way. It's a good concept. Yeah. I think, um, I tried to write a joke about comedians the other day, I was like... You know, comedy is this double-edged sword. On one hand, you make any group of people laugh, but on the other hand, you always have dad issues. <laughs> and I yeah. swing the sword, Mike, like that. Okay, there you and go. And I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that could definitely like, be funny. I'm quicker comics. quips. Like, okay. Because I've been, like, I really like Mike Wells style. I could never okay. do it. Gotcha. In my fucking life, but he like he's yeah, so Mike good about like the the one sentence and then punchline liners. I'm like, uh, yeah. uh, and there's funny every time, and I'm like, absolutely, I can't do those for like a long he, period of time. That blows me away. Yeah, Mike is such a unique character because he combines that like kind of compelling uh, state. It's like a stage presence thing at, to start with because he kind of gets your attention because it, he's differentiated from the other comics that you see like he kind of comes up there yeah and, uh, he looks thing. he looks a little angry and a little That's like anxious yeah, he and looks it, so angry yeah. but he's so nice it's, exactly and uh and it's really unique and then i when he comes in with those kind of you know dark one-liner jokes it just meshes so well with the stage presence yeah. and so yeah mike's amazing he he uh he actually had a really great riff um at the uh, franklin tavern show on a saturday uh, with a guy in the back. I, I won't go through the whole thing because I'd butcher it. Um, but uh, Isn't that shit that I go... I, um, I'm going through the same thing you're going through right now. <laughs> uh, that when you fucking try to, like, tell... So, like, ah, uh, what was this one joke he did? No, it was... um, You know who it was? It wasn't him. John Morris. And, yeah. I, dude, he told this at a fucking hookah bazaar night once because he literally told it because there was a bunch of black people there and i fucking commemorate him oh this. is it the uh the mlk uh, joke oh that's a great joke that's yeah. a funny yeah. fucking joke and like i want to pitch it here but like i feel like that's still in his joke but it's funny as fuck so i guess john, i won't yeah uh yeah john has so many great bits um but that's that's one of my favorites that he does oh my god it's just like about mlk dreaming and like oh shout out to he, john morris he's uh yeah he's funny. actually i would say in my opinion he's one of the best joke writers that we have in the dating scene yeah because he he actually like we've uh he's got like this sluggish style to him but yeah like, a little not, bit. Yeah, not to be that. mean but like it's slower speech in like a slower physical movement and a slower mover radius Which, but because he's like traded think of it like a nen ability in like a fucking anime yeah. of your choosing like whatever energy source you want to fucking substitute it, it, uh, it, he, he substitutes like physical movement for like comedy it, it works in his favor because uh, he appears very like in control you yeah. know and like not nervous yeah, about yeah that's what it is like, it makes him feel he like he's in control the, the yeah. stage and um, you look like because you're kind of oh. slow Lower like that too like i haven't really seen you do a lot of like a lot of this kind of stuff not very often yeah i i, and I don't uh, think you need yeah. to yeah and i don't think i could if i if i wanted to like i uh really I, you don't think you could I, do like a little movement well thing? maybe you should maybe write one that you do bit. something with the mic i think that would surprise I, people like, <laughs> if you pulled that one out because they'd be like oh he does do like 
I was uh, I was working on a joke uh, for a while where I was talking about how I think karate is a hoax. You know, like I don't <laughs> okay. know, like because I've never seen like anyone get injured by karate chop, but I've seen lots of people get knocked the fuck out with like good old fashioned face punching. Face punching. And, um, and when I did that, uh, when I was working on that joke, and I, I still haven't gotten it to the point where I feel like it's really super stage worthy. I just try it out at open mics sometimes. Um, there was a part of it where I say, you know. Um, like if anyone ever tries to roundhouse kick you, you just fucking regular kick them in the back, and they're just they're dead, you know. That's it. <laughs> they're and, uh, dead, you know. And uh, so I was I did a thing where I would actually like kick my leg out like pretty aggressively, you yeah. know. And um and that felt like it could work if I can get the rest of that joke to work. That's like the one physical thing you that I do. You may have done that at Wiley's because um, that sounds a little familiar. I I may have attempted it once or twice at Wiley's. That's, that sounds uh, like a good joke though. I, I'm picturing you doing a high kick in my head. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm actually still working on that joke. That's been, that's been one of those ones that's had a really long development period, and I still haven't gotten there with it. But uh, like, if anything, you could do some like slow mic movement. Oh, that was a butcher. Yeah, <laughs> maneuver. That's a maneuver. 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 Tom Segura has some, Burt Chrysler has some, where, like, you'll do something, like, talking. And <laughs> Did you just, say uh, Burt Chrysler? Yeah. Where you'll, like, bump in and then just kind of, like, either drop the mic a little bit or, like, right. manipulate it. Or, like, not even a fast way, but, like, as something or, like, on his body or, like, in some way in his story when it's something to eat or, like, something right. like that. Like, I think you right. could do that because that's not really moving very fast and, like, that would still show the commandment of the stage is still yours and, like... Cause John, like John does a few that he moves the mic and they're funny as fuck. Yeah, and yeah. I always like them. Absolutely. Um, I tried to do mics. Uh, I did the one mic with the actual fancy ad, old ass mic in the big ass stand. Okay. The duck foot. Cause I was like, I want to go like hands free one time. <laughs> I did, and I was like, Oh, oh that's right. They uh, someone told me that uh, Rachel's got that kind of old. Yeah, and I love that. Mic. I was like, yeah. I want to use this mic. Can I? She was that's like, Yeah. Uh, I was like, Yeah. Can I use this mic? Cause like that shows. I don't know what it is about, but that just shows. Yeah character for performers that's that, really neat yeah, yeah like so like it. i just picked yeah. that one so i was like i'm just she's like you don't want to go in your hands i was like no i'm gonna just work around this because i think i'll be i'll be loud if i need to <laughs> right right you know what i mean but uh yeah that's crazy man but, what's your favorite place you've performed so far oh that's a good question man i always love wiley's um that's wiley's my, is a fun place to yeah play. no matter i and i'm not anticipating like having a great deal of success in in uh stand up I, I mean i would love to but i i just don't know if i if it's in the cards for me but um but regardless of what happens like even if i do have any degree of success with it someday wiley's will always be my home club you know um and so i love anytime i get to perform at wiley's it's a massive privilege and i, I try not to take it for granted um other than Wiley's, um, you know, the first barrel of Laugh Show, um, which is the flagship show that I produced down in Springboro, um, that was a great experience. Uh, and so I would say the barrel is one of my favorites. <clears throat> and Franklin Tavern is always fun. So um, so it's probably between, I mean, Wiley's is tops, uh, and then it's probably between Barrel and Franklin Tavern. I like doing Barrel. I really like Wiley's. There's just something weird about, like, Maybe it's because it's the oldest, or maybe it's just because, like, it's just a weirdly leveled room if it's fully right. opened, and, like, it was fully right. open when I did, when I did my show, and, like, it was just, it was just cool. Right. Like, uh, it wasn't filled, but, like, it was just open, like, it was just nice to, like, have a big-ass 
yeah. fucking room and like you know <laughs> what I mean like it, it makes me feel important I guess yeah definitely man definitely what um what jokes have you heard that like you're like ooh <laughs> have oh, you heard like, one jokes. that you're like Oof. Oh, Probably not. Yeah, I, I have, actually. And, it, and it's really hard to offend me with the joke because... <clears throat> like, Most of it, like I'm like, were, I get it, but just work yeah. on it. But is there, like, one that you're like, that literally internally, you're like, yeah. probably not, Chief. There not de- that. There definitely uh, definitely was. This is the only time I've ever been offended by uh, any joke that anybody's told on stage. And it was two of them, back to back. That's what's so weird about it. The only two jokes I've ever thought were too much were ba- were back to back in the same set and it was this guy out in uh, New Jersey when I first started and uh, I, I don't remember what his name is I probably wouldn't say it anyway but uh, he no, was no you don't have the name names just give me like um, a fucking like white dude yeah it, yeah it was an older white dude um, like you know mid 50s probably just started doing open mics okay. and um, he did this one joke and he was deliberately trying to be offensive. I, I'm not saying that, like, he shouldn't have been allowed to say the stuff that he said. But I, I'm just saying, like, when I heard it, I was kind of like, ah, that's, like, that's not even worth trying. Because right. that's just too far. Um, but he did one joke about um, there had just been a school shooting in Texas. Oh, and he was like, um, you know, there was a kid who was shot, who had just tried out for the baseball team or something like that. I'm probably actually tell, uh, retelling the joke better than, than he <laughs> yeah. told it. But uh, um, there was a kid who had tried out for the baseball team, and he didn't get it. you know. And he's like, well, at least like with this, now we know he can catch a bullet. And I was like, that's just a shitty Oof. joke, man. And that's like, and, and it was just so, it was such a that shitty. That is a good example of a, like, and then <laughs> So this is a crazy thing. Right after that, the next joke he told was, um, uh, you know, ISIS is throwing um, gay people off of roofs uh, in Syria. <laughs> yeah, it's God. like already the setup. Such is a like, segue. Like, I, was, I do like, like that. I, yeah. It's like how like how are you going to turn this into anything? Yeah, but you really got to hit it on a home run next and, one. And so, and then he said, "I guess now we know that fairies can fly." That's what he said, and I was like, "What the fuck, man? Like, uh, that's, that's just that's a little okay." It, it was awful. So he's like, one was, of those that may or may not be going for like you're not supposed to. He was thinking he was uh, he thought he was being cool, like going for like shock humor, basically. But yeah. it was just like there's even, shock humor is just like, a little distasteful, and it's it, like it's exactly. kind of like Facebook humor. Yeah. Yeah, and there you has tell to be within your friends of racist little white friends. Like, right, that's like right. Don't try to be mean, but like that's where those jokes exist. Like that's not stage jokes. Stage jokes are jokes that are not written out of hate or aggression. Jokes are written out of like something that is meant to please everybody. So you have right. to write every right. joke with that mentality. Of, like, how can I please everybody with this joke? How is everybody gonna like this sentence? Like, is every and even if it's gonna be targeted towards one's culture or m- many cultures. Everybody can be the target. That's the funny thing about comedy. It's the arrow that can hit right. anything. Right, and the aim should always be to make it funnier than it is offensive, you know. And yeah. um, and that's what uh, gives you license to like. I, I mean, I I don't. And don't a lot of that I think comes from stage work and like crowd interaction. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. Like you can tell sure. something really offensive and be like, "Well, hold on," <laughs> like you can laugh with them, be like, because a lot of like oh, like even bigger comics do that. Like, it's like, come on, come on, you bought tickets, hold on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, and, uh, you're here for a reason, please. <laughs> that's true, but uh, but yeah, man, it's um, those th- those two jokes were the only that I ever, only two that I ever heard where 
I was like, okay, like that's that just rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. But uh, other than that, I mean, I think people should have wide latitude to you know try try stuff out, and if it fails, it fails. Like I, I wasn't even offended by uh, Louis C.K.'s uh, Parkland joke because I and it wasn't fully it wasn't fully developed yet, but uh, um, it was something to the the effect of like you know you uh, um, pushed a. Like you pushed, the, you, there was a shooting at your school. You pushed a fat kid in the way, and now I gotta listen to you talk in front of Congress or something like that. But the way that he, the way that <laughs> well, he, he probably said that was really funny. The like way, and, and it's yeah, it's it, it's like offensive for sure. But the way that he structured it, I was like, it's it's undeniably a laugh line. Like it's hard to yeah, hear it the way that to he told that. it and not laugh at it. And so that to me, I was like, that justifies the offensiveness of it. Because I, that's right. something I think anybody could pull up if they just had the skill. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm very rarely offended by any joke. I thought Dave Chappelle's recent special was great. Um, I thought all of them were fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, uh, Killing Them Softly is probably the greatest of all time. That's one of my... I really top. like Sticks and Stones. I'm, yeah, I, I'm glad they put the old Eddie Murphy stand up on Netflix. Yeah, and yeah, that that's was right. Nice to rewatch. That's I'm, right. Um, seeing the ice cream bed again was really fun. Ice <laughs> cream. <laughs> I really want to do like if I had money just to do one bit and like a funny fucking outfit like that for like like a weird out and then just have like normalized clothes under it and at least halfway the show just take them off. Right. Just be like whatever. Right. Just fucking it's my show. Well, you want tickets? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like it's fun. like I had this one idea to do a bit where I had a backpack on. And I'd have uh, like a, a come on stage, mm-hmm. and at some point I'm telling bits, and I'm just pull a stool in front of me, not really acknowledge it, and I'm like keep talking. A minute goes right. by, pull out a plate. Okay. Nothing more. Talk for like two more minutes. Pull out a single piece of bread, and then okay. continuously do this until each piece of the sandwich Start is a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so like I put like a piece of cheese on, a lettuce, a tomato. <laughs> one piece of ham like already perfectly cut up everything's like and it's like a lot of pieces of a sandwich and then eventually like another fucking bread and then a toothpick like it's hilarious how you have to do this set this up i i think i think for something (laughs) that you don't eat it for a while yeah (laughs) and then like at some point you're bit you're like you get them in a big laugh and you just take a bite and they're like oh and you're like this is like shit you just kind of throw it into the audience and then you don't acknowledge it i think what could be uh funny with that is if if when you get done making the sandwich you hand it to someone in the audience like you were making it for them the whole time like uh i i don't know i mean why uh, don't you love me just um, throw it, it it's uh, a <laughs> pro- uh, damn people would be pissed if you just hand them a sandwich right you'd have to get right. things that don't stain that'd be a good part of it i guess so it'd be like let it mm. that's a thing to workshop True. That's true. A good note. Um, I will say that I I think prop comedy is difficult. It's to hard to pull, pull off. off. Yeah, but I, I think if I had uh, a bit like a big special, I would love I, to do one. My my uh, first couple of sets, I tried to do a little prop comedy because I used really? to. Uh, yeah, I I always actually I might have some right now. I always walk around with a baggie full of tums. <laughs> what I, have, I have bad acid reflux. Okay. And so one of my first jokes that I ever wrote was. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm addicted to uh, antacid tablets, so I have the lamest drug addiction of all time, right? Like, uh, like I'm pretty sure you're not going to hear any anti-antacid PSAs anytime soon. Like, uh, 
remember kids taking an acid is tum to tum tum dum you know like that was essentially <laughs> tum, 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 yeah exactly that's so funny. so uh, that was my first uh, and you just had it <laughs> yeah and so I would pull these out of my pocket and I would be like I brought my uh, it, I actually this, my initial setup for the joke was terrible because instead of doing what I just told you I would pull them out of my pocket and I'd be like I brought my an acid tablets you know so I might bomb tonight but at least I won't have you know heartburn or something stupid like that right. and then eventually I modified it uh, to uh, do you always carry them in that. Um, sometimes so, you could, honest to God, I swear to God, looks fart. like drugs. Right? Yeah, it looks yeah. like drugs. Just point that out immediately. Yeah. Be like, hello, ladies and gentlemen. For you, however, you second to just be like, and yes, for all yeah. you short white people in the audience, <laughs> this is not coke. This is antacid tablets because I, I'm white and I feel like you should understand my need for these. It's it's funny you mention that because I think I did I did something like that my first time on stage when I brought these out. I said something. Funny. Something to the effect of, you know, uh, I hope I like it doesn't get mistaken for drugs or something dumb, but uh, but yeah, so that was my uh, one of the first things I did was I tried a little prop comedy with the pulling the acid tablets out, and it just never, you know, I I mean, it uh, I couldn't make prop comedy work for me, I don't know why, but uh, it's a difficult thing to do, it's hard to do. I did a joke to where I transitioned from standing to sitting in the joke, okay, and gotcha. it did really well. Oh, that's and, good, and it's probably one of my best jokes, so like. <laughs> Like, it's hard to pull off. So you have to be at some point where you're, like, you're talking for a while, and you've got them, and you're laughing, blah, 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 standing. And then at some point, you're just going to, like, move the chair. And you're like, all right, all right, all right. We're going to get we're gonna get very serious. And then you turn it. Like, okay. so, so now you're, like, a cop facing them. It's like, I'm going to get on your level for this. Now we're equal. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm still talking to them. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, so here's the deal. I got fingered the other day. And then I kind of just let that exist. Right. And, like, I didn't say anything for just a couple seconds. And just, like, one bitch was like, what? And I was like, by a girl. Now it's not gay, right? And they were like, what? And I was like, well, come on. I mean, that's where your G-spot is. And I literally just talked and rambled about it. And they fucking loved it. And, like, it was an, like, uh, minimally 90% black crowd. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got you. Fuck. Like, they digged it. That's and awesome. I was like... Well, I mean, I'm not even trying to, like, bring up stereotypes, but, like, I commemorate the gays, because how do you know you're clean enough to get ass fucked? <laughs> like, I, I do my best back there, but I'm not really, like, doing my best back there for that I could be if I was preparing for visitors. So, like, how do you, how do you, and then they were just laughing, and eventually I was like, how do you know, I was, I was a guy, I got really aggressive laugh. Because I was trying to get him into like a big ass uproar, and I was like, "How do you know? How do you know if I fucked your ass right now, there wouldn't be shit on my dick? How do you know?" And they were like, "What?" Like it was it was the first like big uproar. That was my first page. I got show. you. I, I like, think uh, I, I think Travis Charles has a bit about that. Um, uh, like uh, yeah, about not being gay because he doesn't clean his ass good enough or something. Uh, so I, I was I was just giving you a heads up. Damn, um, I hope that's not yeah. where I got that. Because comedians pull jokes subconsciously from everything. From, like, doing things in their life, seeing things on TV, and then, like... Because, like, you can do the same subject matter, it's just got to be different. i got to hear it, and then if it's the same as that, Mm. then I'm going to be upset, because then i got to change it. Because I I, I don't want to... I'm just the bigger dude where I'll always just be like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking change the bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit, because that gives me a chance to make something new. And, yeah, and it's always, like, a lesson, because sometimes that does happen where, like... uh, And I'm... I think it's happened to me like once or twice. Um, and once I realized that I got rid of the bit completely, <clears throat> this was, uh, um, a while ago now, but I, it does happen from time to time to comedians where you hear something and then it kind of like 
gets locked away in your brain and then it reemerges and you think that it's an idea that you came up with. Like it's like a, um, yeah. what do they call it? Like cryptomnesia like or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. And, uh, and so occasionally by accident, people will absorb something and then kind of spit it back out. The, the important thing is just that when someone else, another, when another comic notices it and points it out, like, Hey, this person's got this bit or whatnot. The important thing is that you just kind of be like, Oh, okay, my bad. And, then just don't do it anymore. Yeah. Because um, you can't change it. Right. Like, right. Because the, the mm-hmm. fucking past recording is there. But, like, I did it in a very different... I think... I don't want to say I've heard that, but, like, I may or may not know the bit you're talking about, but, like, to my knowledge, my bit was very different Well, style. It, it, the other thing, too, is that it, sometimes it's a coincidence. It's like parallel yeah. thinking. Like, yeah. you know, two people come up with the same idea... Uh, coincidentally. Like, we could both have a joke about wine, but, like, if right. it's totally fucking different, it doesn't matter that they're both jokes about and, wine. And that's, yeah, that's another thing, too. Usually what uh, what I do, like, if I ever come up with a joke that, um, co- and, and then I find out coincidentally someone else, like, has something similar, like, I think the best thing to do is to, like, if it's, like, a local comic, you, like, talk to them and say, like, hey, like, uh, we coincidentally, we've come up with similar bits, so, like, you know, uh, is it... A, okay if I do my bit like it's too yeah I was like you doing know, that like, to like pitch kinda, the joke to them like here here I'll tell you the joke and see what you think yeah you, you know, kind of like, just I don't want to upset you and if you think it's fine then I'll just keep doing it because right, then if you have right. their validation then there's no fucking say in the world that anybody right. has like well was like, dude I asked him if I could do it and he was like yeah and that's the only right. validation I need is from the comic to be like yeah I wrote the joke and you're fine to do your version of that subject because it's right. different enough from my joke Right. Um, yeah, I think that's the important thing. Just keeping keeping stuff on like the up and up, and as long as like you know you're not mal- maliciously like trying to steal jokes and you're doing your best. Yeah. Like I think that there's like a kind of an understanding, but but it is one of the harder parts of comedy starting out because you may think of something yeah. accidentally, you know, um, that someone else already has out there. So yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's one a tough of the part. jokes I did from my first set that I still remember to this day because I just liked the fucking premise for it. It was, um, I think it went like this. So I'm from Dayton, and I think we should rename the mascot for UD to something a little more realistic right. to the times, because maybe if you update it to what the current problem is, maybe things will get fixed. So I'm pitching to you the fentanyl flyers. Fentanyl <laughs> sending flyers. A me- <laughs> sending a message right to Congress. Yeah, there you go. And there you go. It, like, people laugh, but like it's just a really fucking aggressively real joke but it's I, it's also a joke that I kind of hate that I don't tell a lot because it's not a joke I think I could tell in California right and they would right. laugh as much because they may not understand or have the same premise problems yeah sometimes sometimes you get that like um, um, I have a, a joke uh, about um, music lyrics where I talk about like you know I heard this song where this guy was like girl you don't think I invented sex or whatever and it's like you know, that's a terrible pickup line because, like, no invention works well the first time, right? You know, so, like, hypothetically, like, if there was a guy who invented sex, like, he'd be good at it in the same way that the Wright brothers were good at flight. You know, like, uh, great job, Wilbur, we made it 13 seconds. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, and um, and so that's a, a joke. That's one of the first jokes that I ever wrote, uh, and I did it my first time on stage. Damn, um, and I know still. Where, you know where I low-key think you could take that instead? Like, that's that it. specific bit to revive it if you want to, like, rewrite it? Um, or if you if you still use it, keep it the same. But like mm-hmm. honestly, I think I thought you were gonna go. You know that would never work when you said that. But the next thing, I swear to God, I thought you were gonna say it's because she knows I didn't invent sex. 
Sex has been around for a long fucking time. She could be like, yeah. you're not a million years old. I'm only into gilfs. Right, right, right. Like, um, I literally thought you were going to rabbit hole down that direction. Like, she obviously knows I didn't actually invent it. Like, she's going to right, call me on bullshit. Right. Like, that's funny as fuck. Well, well what, I, what I was going to say is that, um, you know, when I started doing that joke, I uh, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. Well, I guess uh, based on uh, some of the stuff I was talking about. Yeah, I, I mentioned it. I started out in, uh, like, New Jersey... Uh, in the New York City area, and um, out there, that joke usually did That's pretty crazy. well. Uh, it, it was pretty nuts, man. It was it was a weird experience. But um, when I moved back out here, about six months into do, or uh, yeah, about six months into doing comedy, um, and I did that joke here for the first time, it hit really hard, and I realized like um, that's because like we're in Dayton, yeah. so everybody knows the Wright brothers. So like, so people almost think like, oh, like you you had that in mind when you came up with the joke. Like, this is like a Dayton, it's like a local, it feels like a Dayton themed joke. Yeah. You know, even though it's not really, I came up with it yeah. when I was in New Jersey, but it feels that way because with the historical context, like it relates back to, you know, our city. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. Like di- jokes will hit differently in different locations. And that's something that you'll, that you'll find, you know, I try to have a bunch of material that you can just like <coughs> tell anywhere. Yeah. So it's more or less just like, not to be like a child, but like a picture book of just like, this page is an abortion joke. This page is a black joke. This page is a joke about throwing down the government. Like, <laughs> like it's one for everything. It's important to do that. It's important to have stuff that will play anywhere. Yeah, because you know? I, I think yeah. it's good to, because maybe not one state loves black jokes, but it's just one. So, all right, go to your white joke. Go to your fucking, fucking yeah. truck. Go to your truck boat truck joke. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> uh, oh, God. I didn't even check the timestamp. We went way over. This is hilarious. So let me introduce oh, yeah. the first culture shock of the... I guess this will be the second because we do one at the beginning. Um, the culture shocks are what I call the music breaks because usually they're gangster rap. And it okay. shocks all of middle white America that listens to the show. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, I wasn't ready for this hood shit. I got you. But I was... <laughs> that's uh, a hard thing to say. Uh, <laughs> Straight face to the end. You're like, oh. <laughs> um, enjoy the music. We'll be back in a little bit. This has been... Kevin Rupert. And we will be back in a little bit. Uh, bye. <laughs> Robo, row me to the shore. She don't want to be my friend no more. Dug a hole in the bottom of my soul. She don't wanna be my friend no more. Pick me up, give me some food to eat in your truck. to nobody You'll be strange You'll be far away Big fat moon And my body's out of tune With the burning waves She's a billion years away Dog
Johnny Cash's cover of Rowboat. And just like an actual rowboat, I hope you keep sailing along with me. I know this episode's a little rocky and shaky in the waters, but it's good conversation and it's hella good company. Um, and whether you listen or not, I'd do it again. Why? Because I have fun doing the show. And if you can't, you know, get past that, why the fuck are you listening? So uh, if you enjoyed the first Culture Shock, a uh, little uh, country to rap, please enjoy Keep Watch by the Wu-Tang Clan. Enjoy. I ain't trying to be no deep boy. I love music, I'm a b-boy. Are you the undercover or the decoy? I'm heavy with the D, trouble T-boy. A pit with no muzzle. About to bust your bubble like a keloid. Too much marijuana got me penal. I'm killing instrumentals with that all so simple. Can it be, boy? Shout to Lil C's B-I-G, boy. And fuck Dr. Spock, I mean Red Menace. Not Leonard Nimoy. 88 keys on the keyboard. I'm down to catch rap. Take them first three letters out of record. It's meth. You heard it through the wire, I could be more. Or washed up like Sunny Black Spot on the seashore that's a problem i could be yours a monster without the mad scientist and ego i've heard it before a third of these boys got murdered raps and never even murdered before keep watch lights out when the beat drop keeping the streets locked i'm calling all dreams from each block from each block keep watch lame niggas out there could get rocks on these streets out here don't need cops Calling all G's for me, fly. Yeah, for yeah. Me, fly. Code name Sensei. I live with my pen say. Game Hall of Fame flow is MJ. Muy caliente. Je m'appelle Rebel. Capiche, comprende? Son, I'm touching them up. Trust them like Justin Tuck. How they duck in the rush. Trying to break bad. You catch a bad break. 
like I own a bake shop, how I stack cakes. Greatness is nothing, back the next Nike ad. Wifey dad in my life, got him slightly mad. Cause I shine like chrome in July. Soak your eye, open your eyes, notice the lie. DEA say I'm drugging them. I get to lean and hard, I get the fiends to nod. I mean they loving them. All here, your highness, terrific wind. Put a so-called beast in his place, Pacific Rim. Keep watch, lights out when the beat drop. Keeping the streets locked. I'm calling all dreams from each block, from each block. Keep watch, lame niggas out there could kick rocks. On these streets, I'll head on need cops. I'm calling all dreams from each block, from each block. Foul ass police, crooked ass friends. I don't give a fuck, yo, the drama never ends. I'm a project nigga, I don't care about the bands. Plus, I had a lot of chicks, you can have those bitches. But I murder your blood clot if you touch my riches. Yeah, crazy ass skipper, I be in the slums, nigga. Fuck where I come from, I'm a quiet gangster nigga. First, I get you comfortable, then I start shanking niggas. Park Hill coders don't violate the family. Brother to brothers, no snakes in the amnesty. I come through wildin' on some Wu Tang Kennedy. Googly eyed nigga, chop his face in the ministry, never scared to do the time, fuck the penitentiary, leave a bunch of dead niggas, don't forget to mention me, the angel of rap, the unordinary light already did what I was going through before you even got the mic. Left a large solar cloud distinguished by size, interaction with the wise and civilized, the mind caused matter to fall into a center, a great deal of heat that irradiate within you. From out of this collision, the central core became thick enough to trap its own light and bring vision, each drop full of hip-hop energy. Balance on all sides, such great symmetry. The bars unlock the power of the stars. The mirror and the telescope pinpoint the guards from a distance, acting as a guiding coach. Analyze the board, universal approach. Retune the soul to a certain pitch, changing the frequency frequently, hitting a certain switch. The love is paramount, the connect is brotherly. Respect for the intellect and broad discovery. Keep watch, lights out when the beat drop. Keeping the streets locked. I'm calling all dreams from each block, from each block. Keep watch, lame niggas out there could kick rocks. On these streets, I'll head on need cops. I'm calling all dreams from each block, from each block. You have crossed the line with me. I've had guys throw barbecues at me. They've broke the windows out of my car. They've cursed and sworn at me. But the bottom line is I ain't shook. Cause if the right hook comes out, crazy mother motherfuckers like you get knocked out. Don't be looking me in the eyes, boy. I ain't got no candy for you. No candy except for the right hook. Let's get back to the show before one of you at home catch one of these crazy right hooks, you crazy motherfucker. We're back. <laughs> just right back into it. This is like a fucking roller coaster. Um, I hope you enjoyed the music. Uh, future Brighton will put it in. Until then, fuck you. <laughs> As I come back. Um, I will say that I put the culture shocks on depending on the guests. So like I literally just listen back to the show like by myself when I'm editing and I'm like, this song represents this show. This matches this for some reason. Right. Like a very like right. like I think your songs are gonna be very mellow beats. Oh cool, man. Because like, yeah. you have a very mellow narrating vibe <laughs> joke, but like it can go a little octave, but like it's a it's a little bit below like right. the bass, like baritone and like it's it's nice. I got you. Know you. What I mean, like it's very yeah. narratory. Oh, like, I think you. Thanks, do man. you have a narrator joke? 
I really don't. You should um, do one like that where it's like in order. I <laughs> that's a good point. I uh, I did have um, one where I used to do an Obama impression, and I still do that from time <laughs> okay. to time. But uh, um, that's probably the clay. And I just kind of view Obama as like a, a narrator type, you know, person. Um, so uh, so that's probably the closest thing I have. Uh, to a joke about my my own voice, you know. You should maybe do a narrator joke to where like mm-hmm. you should do something where it's like, oh, this guy, and, like, what if he was a narrator? Something's wrong with him, or like he just <laughs> talks about something weird, and it's like, you know, or like, or like, not even in a world, but you could go that route, or just like some kind of like stereotypical narrator sentence, extrav- extravagated, like all over the place, and, right, like, right, uh, to a degree to where it's like this is hilarious, but it's also like, even if it's not, it's just good to listen to yeah because yeah. i think if you focused and try to do that it would sound really cool you know right because right. i don't think a lot of people do like the narrator thing well yeah no definitely definitely man <laughs> i think um i think some of the dicier material i've ever done mm-hmm. personally huh. all right let me see how you feel about this one mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think sorry man gentlemen, yeah. Ass is kind of hurt. No, you're good. It's a rough seat. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, there is a difference, America. <laughs> I pitched this joke like it's a good idea. To the two words I'm about to say. Nigga and nig. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's like a uh, horn. Yeah, and it's like a white dude already saying the first one. But then it's a second one where it's like, nig. Cause that, cause like I refuse, cause the, and then the whole bit is like, now I say these things because those two words are different things. And I pitched this joke on my show once before and that's where it was born in front of, uh, when I had my, one of my first uncensored episodes with an all black four female guests. And I, and I told that and I lived. Yeah, that's right. You know, my jugular's still alive. So like, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, how how did they react though? They liked I mean, it. They thought it was funny because they thought I made good points. Because I was like, oh, wow. listen, those two words are two different things. <clears throat> two different races created them, and they were like, what? And I was like, the first one was, or the the first one that I said was made by the black people for healing and culture and fucking brotherhood, and it's a great word that could spread the rest of the world together. But do you know what the second one was created from? White people. <laughs> Meant to abolish people. You know, hurt people. And, like, it's a very intelligent bit. And then I make yeah. a pros and cons list from each, and, like, that's the bit. And I yeah. think it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's always difficult, man. I mean, um, I, like, I'm a big believer in free speech, so I don't think anybody should, anybody should ever be restricted from saying anything. Um, but the other, the flip side of free speech is that people have the right to tell you you're an asshole. Yeah, you're an asshole. So, like, um... So yeah, I mean, I don't know about I. It, I would probably never say the N word like in any form, just because I, it, it makes me uncomfortable. And uh, yeah, um, I would definitely never say it with the ER in the context of a rap I song. Maybe I might say my, I can't, like, dude. Like I can't even mutter the ER yeah, in yeah. any possible joke. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. I had the only time it's ever been on this show is I had a black guest. Yeah. Who whose name was Phil. And him and my other guests were just fucking drunk as shit, playing with each other's dicks, like you know, right. weird guys do, I guess, on a radio show. And he was like, "Ooh," and it's like, "Phil, calm down." He goes, "Why?" Because I'm a, and then he just said it, and I was oh, like, damn. "Whoa, Phil!" And I was like, "Damn, I'm not gonna edit that because this is uncensored, and I cannot yeah. believe you just dropped that bombshell on me culturally." Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, yeah, so I can't I, even like begin to mutter that, but like the first word, 
I'm just listening to too much Biggie and Tupac now. I'm desensitized. I know that's bad. Yeah, there. Like, I mean, there are probably some contexts where, like, it, it. You know, you let's say you you have some black friends and like yeah. you share a love for like friends. hip hop music or something. Thing when they're, white people uh, hearing each other. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I generally yeah I I generally refrain from it just because I'm I think I'm way too white to ever use it. Um, but uh, okay. but I do know that there are some there, there are some situations where I I mean like I saw in Florida um, the one time I uh, <laughs> of course. yeah it's always in Florida right I uh, I was riding the bus and there was a group of white kids hanging out with a group of black kids which I was like that's you know awesome because like you know I'm from Franklin Ohio and. Uh, yeah, you don't really see that from here. Yeah, it, yeah it was a sad reality. It, it was always, uh, you know, pretty homogenous, and and also, I mean, I, I don't think anybody. I, I think we did have a couple of, uh, you know, kids of other races in our school, and I think people were generally. A couple. That's why I yeah, love that. I, I think I, I think people generally, uh, you know, be, became more tolerant because of it, and were were friendly to them and everything. But it, it's cool to see, you know. Uh, kids from different backgrounds like getting along and everything and that's that's awesome but the uh um the white kids were using the the n-word with the a just like the black kids were and i was like i guess in that context like it's okay because like they kind of you know <laughs> yeah but but you know it, it, context always always matters Here's so my it's context. something I've i never this guy to like use. ever defend using it a lot in terms of like because of course all my friends will be like you say it all the time you can defend it all the time it's like well hold on um in the context of, like, everybody should say it, but it's something I think you, like, grow into. <laughs> and my example is, like, okay, what if you put on and you knew a really cool karaoke bar that had, like, every mm-hmm. song, and they weren't censored, they had all the cool rules, like, none of the shitty rules. None of these karaoke bars exist because everybody's fucking pussies, and they put mm-hmm. on really weird karaoke bars. They're like, right. I, I, I asked yeah. for millions of rap songs. They're like, we don't have it. And I'm like, all right, uh, millions of well-known like tenacious d songs or like i don't know like tom petty or like whatever and they're like right. well, i don't have those and i'm like oh you're killing me so right. like i get it but like imagine one that has all of it and then you put on like just to say the title of the song like you put on biggie smalls off his album life after death niggas bleed it is a masterpiece and i fucking love every second of it and it's almost better than Juicy off Ready to Die, his first album. Like, the fact that you can drop all that rap knowledge, say the whole song word for word, and fucking, yeah, it's gonna come up! Because it's a good rhyme scheme! That's what he... Here's my here's my defendant for it. He wrote it for a reason. He's an artist. Shakespeare put certain words there for reasons, too. <laughs> they had purpose. They are there for the rhyme and the fucking flow. And how he felt in that exact moment of his heart. And he was like, the fucking... it's like oh wow i get it (laughs) you know what i mean like i I connect with musicians a lot even ones that are dead i don't know i don't know if that's a weird thing but like i'm a music guy like that's how i really learn more about the world because i'm like you gotta hear you gotta hear (laughs) people's pains and hear their fucking like lyrics of like oppressions of their people i guess i got you that makes sense (laughs) yeah for sure man very enlightened woke sentence from two white comics today (laughs) i do i i will say i think it is something that's very difficult to make work on stage you know um but if you can to segue yeah yeah but uh but yeah man like it's uh i guess it (laughs) it's not something i could ever like i don't think i'll ever be a comic who could make something like that work you know because i'm just too there's too much and it's funny i actually come from a a relatively poor background i don't have a lot like i haven't had a lot of advantages in my life 
but nonetheless, like, I just kind of, like, my, what I look like is privilege, <laughs> you know? Because oh I'm so, God, be, because I'm so, I'm so white. I so just like, look like privilege, so, but I've gotten none of the yeah. privilege. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, so that kind of restricts That's like, funny. uh, like some of the things that I could, you know, maybe branch out and, and do on stage. But 9-11 jokes, I, uh, will always do those. <laughs> I will always do those, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the snap I, uh, to the camera and <clears throat> wink. Damn, that's funny as fuck. See, like, I've tried to write some dicey jokes recently of just, like, one yeah. of every subject matter. So, like, try to have a good 9-11 joke. And, like, it's kind of rough, so I don't even want to tell it because it's not that funny. Like, I don't like even pitching jokes I'm working on if they're not really at the point where they're funny. Okay. At first, because, like, most of my stuff that I improv is fine. And then just stuff, it's different improving on the page. Right. Than on the stage. Right. Those are two gotcha. way different improvs. Like gotcha. writing itself is an improv and that's a whole different art that you need to like like yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. So I don't know. I digress, I guess. Did you do Damon's uh improv show in Yellow Springs? Did you get a chance to do that? I did it once and it was really good. Oh, okay, cool. And then cool. I didn't have time to go the second time and I think they just did it for the third time, or maybe it's only been there twice. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I did it I did it the first time and it was really good and then I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been no. meaning to make it out there and uh, check that out just to see just to see what it's like, you know. And, and it's always good to see Damon and uh, they, they laugh, stuff. They didn't laugh really hard at the one joke. They just got really loud at the one joke. They were like, <laughs> like it, it, was, kinda, it was a loud laugh. Like, it was a weird, like, hype laugh from right, the comics right. and the one black guy in the crowd. They were like, whoa, <laughs> like, it was just funny. Because, like, I did a weird black joke and they were, not weird, like, it was racist, but weird, like, mm-hmm. like weirdly worded, I guess. Like, it wasn't even, like, it was just, it was something funny as fuck, and, like, I got laughs from, like, most of the people there, like, little chuckles, but, like, the comics were like, oh, and then I immediately attacked the comics, because they always, like, they trifle me, so this one, I was like, I'll just be aggressive, because there's no reason not to, right and just right. try it out, because I'm not really an aggressive comic, so I'll do one, and it's like, well, I'm sorry, do you prefer Negro Americans? Like, <laughs> it was, like, something, like, weird like that, and they were like, what? and it's oh, like man. well that's what people are saying on reddit and that's a credible source <laughs> or some bullshit rabbit rant I can't really remember how it went cause like I'm really bad about recording my sets <laughs> and I need to be better about that do you record every set or like I, I don't I need to be better about that as well I actually that's one of my biggest mistakes because I've missed out on recording um Probably in, best yeah, in particular, the, like the most offensive set that we talked about, that's probably the best set that I've had since I started doing comedy, or, or one of the best. Um, and then um, uh, when I did the Funniest Person in Cincinnati contest, uh, my uh, set that got me to the semifinals uh, was was good. And then my semifinal set was also um, pretty solid. Pretty solid. Um, and so I wish I had those three sets <clears throat> on uh, on tape, like uh, like professionally recorded. That way, I could send it, send that around for festivals and stuff. Instead, I have some. Uh, I, I do have some sets recorded, but uh, it's not really professionally produced, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna try and start having my sets recorded more frequently. I think it's a good thing to do for the purpose of you know having something that you can send to bookers. Uh, yeah. But it's also good because you can go back through and critique you know your performance, and you can figure out. Yeah. Where it is that you're maybe lacking and need to improve. And this is going to sound weird. I like it for the background sounds. Because there's okay. a lot of laughs you don't hear yeah, on, on, stage. on stage. Yeah, sure. Because like some laughs, maybe everyone's laughing, they just don't laugh super loud. But like some yeah. people are just like a quiet laugh. 
Because right. those exist, they're like, oh, right. like, because that's fine. Or like, maybe you hear somebody break a glass in the background, mm-hmm. or like spill something. Like, I like hearing that kind of stuff. It makes you feel. Right. It makes it feel like a a Richard Pryor album or like right. something like that. Like some, because I like, I like, I'm a comedy nerd. I like listening to like the old stuff. Sure. And like trickling ideas from that stuff, because like I think those are like the masters, and like you right. should take their right. teachings. Like I really take a lot from like. I I don't want to be that guy, but like. I really like Dave Chappelle and I just like everything about him and I like the way he he thinks you can say anything yeah. and like his broadness from Ohio being here and like he's an Amish motherfucker like it's yeah. funny like I get it and like it's just very real and he probably did see some Amish people here like at some point he was like you Amish motherfucker uh-huh. like I like I got a good Amish story do you have an Amish yeah. joke? I do I do have an Amish joke yeah so my friend uh he was essentially you know the show Breaking Amish okay yeah where like they do that shit TLC he wasn't on the show or anything but like essentially that happened at one of the I guess Amish camps that you want to fucking whatever you want to call them where they conjugate they're not gonna hear this right. they don't have radio I don't know what the fuck I'm I don't want you're worried about America <laughs> clenching in your boots and that the Amish are gonna come marching with pitchforks and fucking fire right <laughs> um but sorry, sorry. I'm a- no, you're totally fine. Um, so the bit goes. Oh shit, I forgot where I was. What were you um, Amish joke. Amish joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So he goes. Yeah, this it's a joke, but it's a real story. And I'm not gonna say my buddy's name, obviously, but like he was part of like essentially their breaking culture where they go out into the real world for right. a fucking week. Right. And what they did that weekend, he met up with John, and they were like, "Yeah, let's go out this weekend." They went to a dating club and they all like got grinded on by fucking big ass black strippers and did coke off their asses. Like, Damn. can you imagine walking in to right. a strip club, seeing a fuck ton of big ass black strippers or at least big ass assed black strippers, right. Right. all grinding or on top of dancing, all Amish looking motherfuckers. Mennonite beard fucking they're not gonna shave their shit they're gonna go back to their culture and face the tribunal or whatever I don't know how they vote (laughs) vote them off the island of the corn right but (laughs) um like can you imagine walking in on that that mean that fucking shit show of like all that fucking I mean one thing you're like all of them look Amish and then they're they're all doing cokes you're like Maybe they're just radical Jews. <laughs> like, you don't know what to think. Um, so, like, that's my Amish joke. Just, like, the knowing that my buddy did that. Okay, I got you. It's funny as fuck. I got you. Um, yeah, I had an Amish joke that I... And I stopped doing this one a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> I had one uh, for a while where I was talking about a dream that I had. Like, okay. where uh, I was at the airport. And this is an actual dream I had. And uh, I had just gotten off a plane... And I don't know exactly, I guess I was at like JFK because I was living in New Jersey at the time. I, this was one of the jokes that I wrote like within my first few months of doing comedy. And um, so I'm standing there uh, outside the terminal and a horse and buggy pulls up and like looks at me. <laughs> oh my God. And is like, uh, like, hey, are you the, like the Amish guy? And I, I was like, uh, no, I think you're looking for somebody they else. They thought you were the Amish yeah, guy? Is this it, a real story? In the dream. In the dream, oh, oh my God. yeah, this is a this. But is like a I'm dream, saying, like, so. is, was this an actual dream or like was this, this was a an actual real story? Because this sounds like a fucking. Th- this was an actual believable. This was an actual dream, and so they asked me like, "Are you the Amish guy?" And I was like, "No, I think you're thinking about somebody else." And uh, the guy goes, uh, 
like, are you sure? Because I, I think you might be the Amish guy. And uh, I was like, no, it's definitely not me, dude. Like, I'm looking for somebody else. And then he goes, um, well, uh, you know, did you go to church every Sunday? And I was like, yeah. Um, you know, what'd you do during the summer? And I was like, bailed hay. And he was like, uh, you know, were you religious growing up or something like that? Like, he asked me like three different questions. I don't remember the exact question. You were like, yes. But yes, yeah, yes. and I just kept saying yes. And then I went, holy shit, I am the Amish guy. And I got in the buggy and it just, we left. You're fucking and, uh, kidding me. Yeah, that's a real dream that I had. And so that's I just a really funny it, bit. Yeah, I just turned it into a joke. I may bring it back because I haven't done it in a long time, but, uh, um, I have it on video somewhere. I try. I did it at. Uh, That's a good uh, one to have on recording. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I may bring that one back, man. <laughs> I haven't done that in a long time. I like Amish bits. Well, listen. Before we say anything else, because yeah. we can, we don't have to go super long. And before I forget, at least once, can you promote like a little bit of the stuff you've got coming up, your shows, um, mm -hmm. social media, at least once? I can maybe copy and paste it and plug it in at some point and be like, hey, just for fucking reference, here's fucking this at the beginning yeah um, just so i yeah. can make sure you get publicized for this so you like hey because i can't pay it because i'm poor <laughs> we do this yeah. for free because we like you people <laughs> yeah no i i appreciate it man um yeah there's a few things coming up um i uh, i'm not sure when this will air but i'll uh i'll talk real quick about my uh, april shows um april 8th uh billy's burger uh burgers beers and laughs in uh lebanon ohio uh 8 p.m uh, it's going to be a great show. We got some people who are coming out to do the show from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's going to be a nice mixture of New Jersey and local comics. And, um, so we're going to uh, put on a great show out there in Lebanon. Um, and then on the very next day on April 9th, um, I'm hosting, uh, the Barrel of Laughs County show, which is back at the Barrel in Springboro, uh, at 8.30 PM. Uh, that's always a fun show. We've been doing that one for about a year and it's, uh, it gets, cool. always gets good reviews. Um, and then on April 24th, um, uh, I'm back with my Franklin Tavern show uh, in cool. uh, in Franklin, Ohio. So uh, so mainly those those three shows in April I think are going to be great, and mm -hmm. um, and I'll be adding a couple more um, at some other venues uh, before we get to we get to April. Um, check out KevinRupertComedy.com. That'll always have a list uh, of all the shows coming up, and uh, yeah. Do you I, also I, have I a Facebook page? Um, Oh, did I say Kevin? Uh, uh, what I meant to say is uh, Kevin Rupert Comedy on Facebook. Uh, I was going to say Kevin yeah, Rupert. Uh, I was like, oh, you have a yeah. whole yard. I was like, that's awesome as fuck. No, I need to do that, actually. But, uh, <laughs> you just plug some other Kevin Rupert and yeah. your own. Uh, He's like, I've like, been getting a lot of kicks on my weird <laughs> blog about flowers. Exactly. exactly. It's um, a very white name. It <laughs> sounds like a flower blog user. Right. I but, had to uh, guess. But no, uh, yeah, Kevin Rupert Comedy on Facebook. You just type, type it into the search bar. It'll, it'll come up. Cool. I, I'm at least going to make sure I follow it today, so at least if Thanks. anybody listening Thanks, to this follows me, they can at least find it. Um, do you think you've had, like, one of your... Like, what do you think one of your best jokes is? Because well, me oh, and man. Damon talked about this a lot. We were like, yeah. everybody has all these different bullets of, like, this outlaw gunslinger comedian <laughs> of, like, guaranteed killing jokes. But, right. like, what's your favorite bullet? Like, the golden bullet of the silver bullets that you're like... This is all oh, number man. forty-two. Like, like this is the best one. Like signature style. Well, the 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 nine eleven jokes um, in, in the right context are, are usually do decently. Um, I would say that the one that I have that's really like my go-to um, that I often close with is uh, you know my uh, my license is getting ready to expire, and uh, I'm not sure whether or not I'm going to renew it. You know, uh, I mean I'm going to keep driving either way. Like, don't get me wrong, uh, but here's what I realized. Like. Even if you don't renew it, you get to keep driving until they catch you. 
right? And uh, I'm white, so like, what are the odds? You know, and that one always, that one, that one almost always uh, does pretty well. And I, I, I came up with that one uh, a few months into doing stand up, and so I still do that one um, from time to time. And then my music lyric jokes, I came up with those uh, uh, first time before the first time I ever went on stage, and so I still do those sometimes. But yeah, I'd say probably. Those jokes are still like kind of my favorite. That's funny. Ones. Do you have um, any moments that you've like connected with a fan off of the stage to where like they came up and they're like, "Hey, I really fucking like that one joke you said." Like, I haven't really had a ton of those, and that's what hurts more. Just because like I get laughs in the audience, but no one really. Sure. I don't know if it's because I'm young or like well, I don't. I look like I'm homeless, it, but like it's <laughs> probably it's probably a product of being new, man. Like it Maybe. just comes with like experience, um, and you'll kind of learn to. Uh, and I'm not the first person to to like point out this phenomenon within comedy, but like there's a kind of like a gap, like when you start out between like uh, what how you perceive things are going to go on stage and how like they kind of go in reality. Yeah. And like I think the longer you do it, the more you like kind of close that gap. And you yeah. become in, uh, like you can put yourself in the audience and be like, because I don't really need the validation from people. I just like sure, sure. I just like uh, it's just different because like if I can hear it once mm. from some, well, I mean I've gotten some stuff, but like no one's yeah. been like specific where they're like I really really like this one joke that you yeah. said like I really resonated with that because I really want to hear that because I want to go back and really look at every word of that and go to the recording and be like, right, why did this joke kill with that person? And look yeah. at that relationship. Because right. if at least I can figure out why that joke connected with that type of one person, right. I can change the style and make it connect to everybody. Yeah, sure. Sense, that means. Sure, I, I get that. Um, yeah, man, I, I would just say um, the best way you can connect with people is, um, you know, continue to do jokes that are authentic to yourself, like stuff that you find funny. Yeah. But then also at the same time, like, the, the main the main thing that you're trying to do after you come up with with those things that you feel like are really good and there's something there there's like a good premise um there are solid ideas it's funny uh, what you're really trying to do at that point is you're trying to figure out how to translate it you know so just try and you know watch videos of your stand-up look at um you know little moments that get the audience to respond to you right. and then funnel that material and those ideas that you have through that conduit you know yeah basically like like just find a way to convey it so that the audience is like oh okay i get what he's saying with that yeah. you know and it's that's weird because like yeah. i'll get a lot of laughs but then like yeah i mean i kind of always sit in the back and like away from people so i get it but like i've never really had anyone come up and been like hey by the way i love that one joke and i always try to say it to like the headliner of like every while the show like hey by the way that right. one joke you did, I love that specifically. Because I think people want to hear that yeah, for sure. some kind of feedback reason for their work, I guess. Yeah, um, I, it, I've i gotten that, um, you know, from time to time with, uh, you know, the 9-11 jokes. And the really? Jokes people, and, yeah. people would be like, I yeah. really like the 9-11. Yeah, and so, sometimes with, like, my jokes where I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit, like, I hate to use the term edgy because I know it's, like, cliche and stuff. No, that's but, like, a perfect way to describe that. But, like, uh, like when I'm trying Pushers to be... Pushers of the envelope. Yeah, when I'm trying to do something like that, I've had some jokes where I do that and people come up and they have like the positive, you know, they have positive feedback about it. I think that like, you know, the main thing is like we were talking about earlier, just learning how to translate those ideas in a way that that really resonates with people. Um, uh, And then the second piece, um, I had a thought there. I may have gotten a little contact high. (laughs) Um, No, I, I, I think that the second piece is just continuing to just go up and get repetition and uh yeah man just work on 
uh, fleshing fleshing stuff out. Like it'll happen. I don't, it's don't just like, be, it's just yeah. weird that like I haven't got like one nice old lady to be like, ah, I like this one. It, it'll and happen. Then, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know if old nice old ladies <laughs> are liking my bits. <laughs> don't, uh, don't be scared to flesh stuff out too, because it seems like you're you think uh, you think a lot, like, and so you're always coming up with new like uh, thoughts and everything, and right. uh, and so don't be scared to to like fixate on one. Like when right. you come up with a really good idea and be like, well, the, I'm really gonna hone this because it can take, dude, it can take six months yeah. to like write. It's funny you really bring it up because like I do remember after my first paid show, I did ask like a few of the people that I was going home with mm-hmm. that night that came to the show, like the two people I knew. I was like, did you did you guys like the show? And they were like, oh yeah, dude, I especially love that. So like, I guess I kind of got a version of that, but like, I don't I don't want to instigate the conversation. You know what I mean? I don't want to ask and be like, did you like the show? I want someone to be like, hey, of my own free will, I'm coming up. You know what I mean? Because there's a difference in the sentiment, I guess. It's like me asking, because then they're on and be like, oh, dude, I fucking love, like, and then they rant, like, I love the fucking, you know, finger in the ass joke the other day by a girl, and like, I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, so I was like, oh, okay. So like, it was a weird scale of like, yes, they liked it, and they laughed, but like, uh, why do I have to ask to get the fucking sentence? Right. Because I don't right. want the sentence for the validation. I want the sentence to know of the whole set what was the thing was your favorite so I can right. harness that a little more and stretch that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. Well, I, well, the best place to start with is always, you know, and you're probably already doing this, is just starting with, like, the, the laughter. Like, you hear where the laughter is happening. So you know that that's a reaction um, that indicates that the audience something is, in that. yeah, the audience found something valuable in it, you know. So just like hone in on that. You're like, that's the the laugh line. Right. So I'm gonna drill down on that and figure out what it is, and just make the joke stronger and stronger and stronger. And then eventually, you, people will come up to you and say like, hey, that was a really good bit. Like I really enjoyed that, you know. So, so yeah, man. It's I think it's all just repetition and just continuing to to hammer away at it because. Comedy is a labor-intensive thing. I would feel like it might come easier if I had, like, bigger time slots. Because a lot of it, it's hard okay. to get, like... Because I feel like if you really let me run, run with a joke... Like, yeah. Like, a yeah. seven-minute bit. Mm-hmm. Like, a whole story, and then the big-ass punchline. And it's like... Because mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle's notorious for that. Like, do you remember right. in his new set when he does the whole, like, um, shotgun joke? Yeah, with the... Um, That's uh, what I call it. Because like it's that. such a long story about buying the shotgun... Right. Which kind of shotgun right. shells, using the shotgun shells, fighting right. the meth head, and then, like, that, that's a big-ass one bit. Yeah. That's one joke, because it's yeah. one story. So, like, I could do those, and I guarantee someone would be like, dude, I love that shotgun. The buckshot, 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 because they would just, like, right. could, but like that, right. you had more time yeah. to develop that on stage and present it. My thing is, like, I just get snipped at, like, five minutes, and I'm like, dude, I can't. Ugh. Yeah. I get I mean Mike Wells is the perfect example of this Vino like two seconds funny like that's a good yeah. skill for sure um, I man I would say um, you know if you ever have time come down to uh, you know stage door um, in uh, uh, here in downtown Dayton or not here this is Red State but uh, in downtown Dayton <laughs> um, you know and uh, and check it out because um it's not the best room a lot uh, a lot of the time. Um, there's not like a huge crowd there. Right. But the great thing is, is that uh, we have some flexibility to give you you know extra time because uh, oftentimes it's only four or five of us. You know, like we have oh. an hour and a half of a lot of oh. time to do stand up. Okay. You know, so like I will give people kind of free reign. Be like, you know, if you want to do fifteen, we got we got time tonight, so do fifteen. And um, I, I myself, like on really slow nights there where we didn't get a big turnout of comics, I've done 30, 
you know, damn, 30, really? I did 35 one time. Yeah. So that's um, good practice. That was, yeah, it is. And uh, I don't do that very much anymore just because the people there have kind of heard, you know, uh, all of my normal stuff. And then right. also heard jokes I've been trying out for a while and everything. Um, but uh, but it's there. It's it's available. Like if you ever want to really stretch your legs and and do more time because you feel like that's better for your process, right. you know. Then I always recommend to people come out the stage door and get some extra time. Damn, that sounds like a good idea. Honestly, like uh, it sucks that there doesn't that when you don't have the big comic turnout. But then like finding a good time, big time slot is hard yeah. to get. But then like oh, the sure. audience is sure. big, which I don't know if the audience is big or not. It's still a good thing. Like somehow still pinpoint down some gap of time that's bigger than six minutes or five minutes because honestly yeah. like it's starting to feel like now the current genre is to give people three to four minutes and that's not yeah at least open mics, that's, that's not you can't really run with that yeah that's that's pretty they give you uh, wiggle room on the start and the stop time so you get right. a little more but like still yeah three uh, three four minutes is really tough to make something happen in um i i mean it's it's well suited uh for uh, like we were talking about like mike for example like like he may be like if if he were to go up and do three minutes he could probably crush with the three minutes because he could kind of condense Shove a lot of so stuff down. much in there yeah I mean, and, and he's so so good at so good at one-liners but um uh but for a lot of comedians i think it's just uh it, it's not enough time to uh lay out present an entire present. an entire bit so it's really tough um there are a lot of places like uh, like out in New York and Los Angeles, uh, like at the Comedy Store. I've heard you know people put their name in a hat and you wait for four hours and then maybe you get three minutes if you get your name drawn out. Um, and then I re- I remember uh, in New Jersey at the uh, Laugh Factory, which I or no the Stress Factory, which uh, I didn't quite make it to, but people always used to talk about it and how you drive all the way down to uh, it, it was like in like South New Jersey or something yeah. like that. You drive all the way down there. And then you get a three-minute spot, and by the time you go on, there's like two people in the audience, you know. And that's like that's just an absolute like. Nightmare. That's how I feel about like, Oka, and that's why I love it. Yeah, but like yeah. it's just never big crowds. I will say the one night I was there, there was a little bit of a bigger crowd. Um, I thought they liked my bits, so I'm not really gonna complain. I I always have this mission in my mind where I'm like, all right, if it's a small crowd, I'm gonna find the one black guy and try to make him laugh. Right. Like I tone in on one. <laughs> Like, I don't know if comics do that, I don't know if you do this, but if I can see the crowd, I'll turn it on one face. I'm like, you're my target, mentally. I, I, I'm not going to let you know that, but I'm gonna, you're, I'm after you. I don't give a shit if anybody else laughs. Yeah, I, I never really hone in on one person just because that makes me nervous. Because okay. then it becomes like a one-on-one interaction, and I'm like, yeah, I don't like Like, I don't look style. at them, I don't make it about them. But I, like right. in my mind, I'm like, all right, everything I say, I'm going to look around, pull a fucking oh, okay, I see. But I like, see I'm going to fucking... Yeah. It's got to make him laugh. He'll be in my peripheral, like, I got you. you know what I mean? Like, there, I, he's my target. I'm like, all right, make the black guy laugh. There, there's some people in, in audiences that you can never break. Like, there, uh, there was oh, a girl. God, there's some hard-ass yeah. faces. And there, they're like, oh, you fucking old-ass man. Oh, Your absolutely. wrinkles are preventing your smiles. <laughs> <laughs> there there was a, a, a girl at the um, Franklin Tavern show a few nights ago who, uh, from a little bit of a distance, I thought was a girl that I went to high school with. Um, and uh, it turned out she was just like a doppelganger like she looks exactly like her Um, and so as soon as I saw her it made me like super nervous nervous. 
because I didn't want to bomb in front of someone I went to high school with. Um, although I do, I do that a lot anyway. But I uh, I can't believe I, you feel like that. Yeah. You really have no fucking fears oh. when you do your mics, and I'm like, Phew. oh, that's that's nice of you to say, man. I I'm actually terrified most of the time. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, I so I saw her like in the audience, and I uh, I looked at her, and like the jokes were getting decent laughs. You know, like uh, kind of off and on. Like some of the, I was trying out some new shit. Some stuff was hitting. Some stuff wasn't, um, but some of the jokes were getting decent laughs. And even on those, I would look at her, and she was just kind of like, she was like not happy. She was, like, she was, like, <laughs> she like, was your thing. And she, yeah. And so like, it's that so whole bad time, when you can't I, get when you focus on the one person. You're like, why yeah. can't I break you? And, I and had, sometimes mental yeah. girl, I'm like, what would they really want to hear? And it's like, uh, like if it's a female, I hone in on. I'm like, yeah. all right, uh, I've got to make sure I get one really good joke about like being with Abby. And like having her period mm-hmm. cause some kind because being with a girlfriend that you know is reliably funny, like mm-hmm. you can pinpoint a lot of stuff easily in your comedy that like you couldn't really necessarily do before. So like right. I don't think as right. of right now, if you were like just you and just talking about you, because I don't know your like relationship status, mm-hmm. but like if you were only doing like I'm only talking about me and stuff, you right. can't really do bits about periods. Because it's just really sure, left fieldy, sure. unless it's like really well presented or whatever. Yeah, I got you. So like gotcha. having somebody who actually does have periods and telling real stories about mishaps right. because of those periods, right. that's fucking funny because they can sure. relate because it's real. So like yeah. you know sometimes yes, I'll really tone the material in my mind. Be like, all right, tell a period story or joke or like something, something that she'll really maybe relate to or get, yeah. Get, yeah. get like a get a wine drunk pitch in there or something like they get that <laughs> right right i don't know i get it man i think i connect to um lady people mm-hmm. in the audiences more than men well, interesting so. interesting why why do you think that is maybe because i'm a little more feminine as okay. a dude i don't know if okay. they just pick up on my pussiness or my <laughs> passive uh, abilities because i'm a pacifist so they're like we know he's not gonna beat our ass so maybe they're okay. just like oh gay but i would take him wedding dress shopping like it's, i get that vibe you know what i mean i got you that's not a bad thing to have man i mean 99 uh, percent of the battle is uh well probably not 99 but a big percentage of the battle is being likable you know so if okay. if you've got a big um chunk of the audience that likes you automatically like they have a positive response that's a good leg up to have like that's a good place to to start from you know so i, I would lean into that if you find that you think disproportionately women in the audience are, are having a good reaction to you? I Lean would into like some of that material. Yeah, and write yeah. a little more women friendly. That's a good tip. Do you think you have any chunk of audience that specifically likes you? Like, do you think white dudes like you? Do you think oh, like man. chicks like you? Do you think like certain races or certain people prefer your jokes more? I don't know, dude. I uh, that's a really good question. Because there are a few right. white comics that are absolutely loved by all black communities, and they get like all yeah, black sure. crowds, and like th- those comics. Are rare and like I could sure. see you being one of those because I could see Seinfeld doing an all black crowd mm-hmm. like I could see like Mulaney doing an all like black crowd like uh, yeah. just like people of that demeanor mm-hmm. even though John Mulaney does go over the stage of his new stand-ups like he's pr- like he he's very like when he talks he's just like right there and right. like he, he just commands right. the very like essence of like you don't know where I'm gonna go with it and then you also have Seinfeld's like slowness of the stage, like the right. I don't know if that right. makes sense. No, definitely, man. Um, I don't know if I resonate with the particular subset 
over another. I mean, I, if I were able to break it down demographically, I probably because you're trying to please everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I the other thing too is sometimes I piss off everybody at some point because <laughs> like I'll tell the nine eleven jokes and that'll piss off kind of the redneck people in the crowd because they're like, hey, you fucking hey, don't the crowd. Yeah, or like uh, Alan Jackson or whatever. And, uh, Alan like, Jackson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, remember when and uh so they'll get pissed about that and then uh you know maybe like i'll tell a a joke that's like that seems a little insensitive to this or that group and they'll kind of so i i don't know man it's it's tough to say i i try and be likable in the way that i deliver my material if i can be because that gives me a better chance of like even if it's something offensive to say or or, or that could be considered offensive by some like at least it's people can take a look at it and be like, oh, well, okay, I kind of, that guy's all right or whatever. But uh, it's tough to say, man. I haven't really figured out yet who... Because it's hard to examine crowd. I remember, okay, so let me ask you this, because this may be one of the last questions, because I know your ass probably hurts a lot. (laughs) You can stand if you want to at any point. Um, So have you ever had a heckler, like a real, like, heckle? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I've had a How did that go? Yeah. Um, Well, one one of the hecklers that stands out the most, like, this is like, the moment where, you know, everybody talks about, like, having a moment where, like, everything just, the bottom falls out. It's like, mm-hmm. this is fucking terrible. And um, uh, I had a heckler. Um, it, it was so brief, though, so I don't even think I remembered it for very long. But when I go back to that moment, I was like, uh, I'm like, this is pretty shitty. Um, I was uh, filling in for uh, for Don Smith doing an auction um, over for the uh, Trans Am. It is actually very close to here. Uh, the Trans Am Nationals. Okay. Uh, we're going on over at the Holiday Inn across from Wright State. Okay. And uh, I think it's Holiday Inn. Yeah, I, I believe so. And uh, so there's a room full about, uh, of about 400, 500 people who are, like, bidding on items, and I'm, like, the auctioneer. Okay. And, um, and it was really nice of Don to let me, you know, come in and fill in for him because it was Damn, really, really good Damn, you did that? I've been yeah. at an auction. Yeah, it, it was crazy, man. It was the first time I'd ever done it. Did you I'd, do it fast? Never, were you trying to do it, like, no, I, I, I had no ability to do that, because um, and I'd never done an auction before. Uh, Don did probably about the first, like, 30 minutes. He just tried so. to like mimic what he did a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He, he provided some like good pointers and, and stuff like that. And I, so I kind of tried to mimic him. Um, the challenge was that in between items, you had to basically do crowd work because there was this gap, like, you know, they'd come up and present an item. Someone would bid Oh, and the time to bring um, up the next thing. So it was a proper auction. It wasn't like a, right. Okay. So cause right. the, some of the faster pace auctions will just like, they have like online items too that they can do. Um, right. So like right. that's oh damn. So like and, oh uh, so you get to like do mini crowd work. Yeah. So I, I did that for I I guess it was about three hours or something like that. And uh, I was that's up on stage. Great practice. It, it was good practice. Um, but I I will say that there was this moment where uh like there was a guy in the audience who was like mad that I was like doing comedy like in between like he, the items like he just like he like didn't <laughs> like it. And, uh, and he was like, uh, and just trying to be a dick, he was like, stick to your day job or like something like that. <laughs> and like when, I can, when yeah, he, that's the most yeah, like, like, accurate sentence he, of accuracy. Oh, man. Stick to your day job. <laughs> Have you ever heard, um, do you watch Scrubs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I used to watch There's Scrubs. There's a joke yeah. from Kelso, and he goes, oh, dear, son, wait. I'm going to tell you what I told the comedian at Vegas. Uh, I'm not here for the fucking jokes. <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. Because, like, I get where he's coming from. But like, hey, man, what else? Do you want to sit in silence with everybody for 30 seconds? Great. That sounds so wonderful. That's hilarious. Yeah, so someone a, actually was like, good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what, what my retort was to him. 
I, it was like something stupid. So probably some like boop, like whatever, like boop, whatever. That yeah, I just kind of br- like brushed them off, and but uh, but yeah, that was that was a difficult heckler. Uh, other than that, like I've had a lot of fun hecklers, you know. Fun hecklers are like, cool. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had yeah. like I don't think I've had like one serious heckle. Okay. Um, gotcha. I've had one funny ass heckle that I really like. I got off the stage. I had a wireless mic. I got off the stage and I was sat beside her and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like you're from a fucking like it was like every comedian. It was so funny. She sat right beside the stage. Every single comedian that night like referenced her and made fun of her at least once. Okay. Um, because she was just like talking and like she was a bigger girl and like it was right. just funny. So like on my set, I was like, because it was an all black crowd and it was all basically an all black crowd at least ninety okay. percent. It was an all black comedian list too. I was the only okay. white comic and well, I went. Uh, last. Where, where was the show at? I was at the. Uh, oh, fuck! What was the hell? Hotel called the Hilltop Inn. Oh, okay. I think gotcha. In the gotcha. end, at okay. like the glass room at the top. I want to oh, say. Nice. Yeah. It was something like that. Oh, uh, I did. Is it not the court, courtyard? Yeah, maybe. Oh, courtyard. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I'm so bad with names about places. I was like, yeah, where's the sorry. address? Where are you? <laughs> I got before me. Um, <laughs> and I went on and like, I was just like, Oh, bitch, you don't think I'm not going to talk to you because I'm the white kid. Like, if anything, I'll be the one that's most accurately going to fuck you because they all had made some jokes about, like, fucking her throughout the night. And, of course, this is way before I met Abby, so I was, I was just fucking feeding into it. Right. And they loved it. And she was like, ah. It was just funny as fuck. So it's fun to, like, really find an audience member you can just, like, Ah, like really yeah. take a hold of me. Like right. I've got you now, and it's fucking bit. <laughs> You're mine. Your soul is mine, bitch. Like <laughs> you've got them by the balls, and like no matter how bad, like. Because a minute, you're like, I'm sorry if you suffer for this minute of anxiety and panic, but sir, you are now my bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like That's a... Funny. Comedy is kind of like um, prison. Sure. It doesn't sure. matter what you say. Because right. people right. will just rape you in the shower. <laughs> yeah, I've never... Um, <laughs> I've never quite, like, gone after... I, I don't think I've ever, like, gone after a heckler. I know that... I, I, I'm sure at some point I will because I think it's a natural thing that happens in the Do you think I'll go aggressive? I, you know, I've never gone aggressive after somebody... I haven't um, yet either. I just yeah. wanna, I'm not trying to be like that, but, like, I do want one guy to to really yeah. be like, I test thee, and it's like, oh, sure. I'm going to sink my teeth into your fucking face. That's my worst background that I have on all of my backgrounds. Just Batman. Oh, that's not bad. Just with a bunch of fucking villains clapping <laughs> their ass cheeks like fucking Harley Quinn and fucking, I don't even know that's, that's pretty great. But I think it's hilarious. That's not bad. Um, well, listen, let me get you to plug your, uh, at least your social media pages for your Facebook one more time. And then yeah, sure. if you want to say anything else, I mean, I'll let you get out of here. It's been, it's late. We went way over the time, but this has been a shit ton of fun. Oh, cool, um, man. is there anything you want to say? Uh, I had you on because I think you're, let me recap. You have a cool voice. You were really nice to me my first night I ever did comedy and you're Thank always you. nice to me every time I've seen you and you were super nice to me. When I was at the Wright State Radio Station, even though I'm not there, not there now, you still came on the show, and that means a lot to me. Thanks. So, like, Thanks, that's man. why I'm, I wanted to have you on because I was like, "Hey, man, you're cool." <laughs> I, I appreciate that, dude. And uh, yeah, I'll um, I'll just plug uh, real quick um, my uh, you know Facebook comedy page, Kevin Rupert Comedy. Just type it into the search bar; it'll come up. Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at krupert89. Um, I love that and, krupert89. Uh, <laughs> right, and uh, that's pretty much it man i think that's uh i hope oh uh, uh follow me on youtube you know or subscribe or whatever the thing is do you have a youtube um, page what is it yeah it's uh it's basically just kevin rupert 
Okay. Like, uh, it's, um, it'll be and one if of they the... have, like, another where Sometimes they do, like, Kevin Ripper comedy or right. like, some stuff right. like that. I probably, I probably should that. change it so that it's easier to identify. But I, you, uh, I think if you type in Kevin Ripper, it usually comes probably up in the first few. You. And, um, and I've got a, you know, one video that's, um, almost 2,000 views now, which, uh, isn't a huge milestone, but it's, uh, it's good. It um, for, Again, for, yeah. for a video of stand-up, that's... Right. Pretty good for YouTube, honestly. Sure. Like, I don't think that many people would actually give a shit, and that's actually a pretty decent number, in my opinion. Thanks, um, man. Because, like, pff, if you equate that to, like, radio listens, that's like mm -hmm. having one episode kill for a thousand fucking views. It's like, that's yeah, sure, nice man. to think about. So, yeah. like, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. So, yeah, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, those are my main platforms. I probably need to expand at some point, but for now, that's pretty much it. Well, this has been the Disappointing Radio Show. Um, I hope you understand now the joke that I pitched to the world that this is the world's biggest piece of shit that is actually not. <laughs> um, I've been DJ Disappointment. This has been Kevin Rupert. We have talked about a lot of shit, and I'm sure you're ready for your last culture shock, so... There's a sound effect that I didn't do it on the first one. I'll put it in the second one, maybe. Uh, if I don't, suck a dick, bitch! I'll be back, bitch! <laughs> Bye!